Hey, it's Tony Schiavone of All Elite Wrestling. You're listening to Cassio's Cuts with my good friend Cassio Kid. You know, I was on one of his podcasts earlier. I think it was episode six, so make sure you check that out. If not, enjoy this week's podcast from the one and only funniest guy I know, Cassio Kid. What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to the one-year anniversary of Casio's Cut. Thanks for tuning in. If you have listened the entire time or this is your first episode, we appreciate you checking us out here at Cassio's Cut Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Cassio, the Matt Mitchell, of course. It's been a fun ride this past year and look forward to doing it again for another year. If you guys will keep listening. I put together this show and I think... We've come up with a fantastic show for you today. But first, a little housekeeping, of course. Cassioscut.com is where you can go to listen to any of the past episodes and subscribe there for future episodes as well. Of course, we're available on any of the major podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, CastBox, wherever you listen, it's there. Also, we've got the YouTube channel up. Be sure you go subscribe over there. And you can check out all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. And I got to say, the the P.O. Box episodes are an absolute hit, but getting to see them as well is spectacular. So be sure you hit subscribe while you're over at the Casio's Cut YouTube channel. Like, comment on the videos as well. We're going to keep putting content up over there on the tube. Speaking of the P.O. Box episodes, I want to thank everybody who sent something in this year to our P.O. Box episodes. We, of course, continue to do them in our second year of podcasting. That has been an absolute hit. If you want to mail something, anything you want to mail, and like you will hear in this, we've had some crazy things uh, come to our P.O. Box. You can mail whatever you want. P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama. 35804. Just mail that to Casio's Cut, P.O. Box 19065, Huntsville, Alabama, 35804. And we compile those, and every few weeks we open them up and see what you guys stuffed in my box. All right, let's get this party started off with the most likable guy on the planet. This comes from episode number 42, my buddy Dirty Dave Silva cranking out. The dad joke of all dad jokes. Yeah. Mike Booble also sent in a joke book. So you got to flip through. Just stop and read one nice. for the podcast. Anywhere you go. Here's Dave Silva reading out of the joke book that we got out of the P.O. box. Okay, what did Santa give Rudolph for his upset stomach? What did Santa give Rudolph for his upset stomach? Elka Seltzer. <laughs> 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 
L. Oh, L. Watch out, kids. Daddy's coming home with a doozy tonight. M-A-O. <laughs> this next clip comes from episode eight, and that's when I talked to my buddy, stand-up comic Brent Terhune. We did a show together at Zany's Nashville. We recorded in the green room, and while we were back there, we started talking about how we kind of look alike. We both got kind of a ginger beard. We got short hair. We're kind of chubby. Okay, I'm fat. He's chubby. And then our tag team was formed. We also discussed how stand-up comedy is kind of like truck driving, but Brent had another take on what stand-up comedy is like. I always compare it to wrestling, you know, because I listen to so much stuff about wrestling, yeah. and then their job is harder. It's like... You can't be eating cheeseburgers <laughs> like I, and then you drive and do this, and then you get your ass kicked and then drive to the next thing, you know? <laughs> well, then you got to hop in the car that whipped your ass. You got to hop I know. in the car with that guy and go, hey, you want to go to the next one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then you get a cheeseburger with extra mayo and extra pickles. That's right. Over there. That's how it is. I mean, I can't wait to wrap this up so I can eat on the way home. So <laughs> you got me excited talking about burrito supremes. I do appreciate you. Uh, mentioning the fact that you're my doppelganger. Um, well, I was watching you on stage. Do you get a lot of people that say, my friend looks just like you? <laughs> yes. Because I get the that. There's a lot of dudes that look like you and I. Yeah, that means we're average. We're basic bitches. You know? I know. <laughs> I was saying we're we're essentially the create a player in a video game. <laughs> the standard one? Yeah. Where you don't change anything? No, no. We were sitting back there, and you you go on stage. You're like, "Hey, is the second guy coming out again?" <laughs> and my buddy Joe's here, and he goes, "Yeah, he does look like you." Yeah, yeah I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, it's like that because I used to have a longer beard too. You got a longer beard, and uh, I just trimmed. I'm like, man, if if this was four weeks ago when I had my super long beard, it would be a really a, we would we would tear that to stage. Up. Yeah, like we could have done a, a duo. <laughs> at, we could have done that that mirror bit. The Spider-Man where they're pointing at each other. Yeah, yeah. The we could have been the meme. meme. The Spider-Man meme is the new mirror bit. <laughs> we just copied you. Yeah. We still pull it off. Look, just for... This, great, this is a great podcast See, this is the stake of comedy. I'm going to grow my beard out so I can match Brent Terhune. You know what? We could just kind of take our acts and put them together and franchise... <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so as long as you're in a different state, we can yeah. just do the whole deal. Yeah, you okay. can have three Ray Mysterios because you don't know if that <laughs> right. guy. We're like Luchador. Yeah. yeah, we're like Luchador. We're Luchadorable. Where's as... <laughs> <laughs> that down? <laughs> right we down. don't usually do that. Do <laughs> have you used it before? Did that come right? I, I think it was a new one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a keeper. <laughs> it's a keeper. <laughs> one, I just realized that needs to be on a shirt. And two, me and Brent need some luchadorable mask ASAP. Our next clip is a very special one near and dear to my heart. It was from episode 11, and that's when I started the mics, I opened up some bourbon, and I talked to my dad, who has, he gave me my storytelling ability, and so uh, he told me stories all through the years as I was growing up, and you'll hear my wife, Big Booty Judy, who had to hold the mic for him the whole time because he said he likes to use his hands when he talks. And then he told us an unbelievable story. Tell us about your uh, your one-armed girlfriend. Oh, no, no, no. I don't tell that. <laughs> Why? You come one arm way after me. <laughs> Why? 
He said you had a one-armed girlfriend. No, she wasn't girlfriend. She was my girlfriend. But then, <laughs> hell, I was done married. I think I done married to Dawn. Really kept up with her. But she went to riding with some bikers up in the north. And she was in a bad biker wreck and cut her arm off. This was after you dated her, though? Oh, yeah. Oh. This is six years. That's what I say. I think I was just marrying Dawn then. No, you always used to say she got... Jerry, oh, no. That's a different one. Now. <laughs> Do it. What's that? Uh, oh, God. Oh, Tell Judy. Tell Judy. How would I even phrase that? <laughs> he can say whatever you want. This is a podcast. <laughs> this ain't radio. Uh, there ain't uh, no way. You can say whatever you want. Uh, I went to Mary's house. And <laughs> she didn't have no legs. <laughs> oh, she didn't have legs. Okay. Any legs? She yeah, didn't have any legs. What is it supposed so, to so be? No legs? So I went to the holler. Yeah, well, you ain't got a two, and she wasn't missing four or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Besides, did she look normal? Besides, no legs. Okay. She looked normal. Shut up. <laughs> Well, their pants kind of look baggy when they're hanging <laughs> down. <laughs> I have yet made for a trouble joke. <laughs> I thought you said her pancreas was out. Oh, uh, her pants. <laughs> I, ain't got, I ain't got no legs in them. I, I thought said, you hey, said she looked over okay. with her pancreas right Oh, who in the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I had to think, who are we talking about? <laughs> Sound like somebody I knew. <laughs> All right, anyway. Anyway. She dated a lot, boy. But her, 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 <laughs> Shut up. But her daddy, her daddy was used to it. So I, it my first time, you know. I said, I come to pick Mary up. He said, well, come on. i help you pick her up. Went to the bedroom. She had no legs. So we got a side of peace and went out of my truck and put her in. So, what am I? Side of peace! Side of peace! So we went out in the woods. We went out in the woods and did some of them things, you know, played stink, <laughs> played stink finger, you know what I mean? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I remember. All right, the best way we figured to do this, she had some rope. She's usually... What? She has some rope with her. Oh, it's a roll. She had rolls. <laughs> she had rolls. <laughs> what kind of roll? That's what I was about to ask. roll. That's what I was about to ask. Fat rolls are Hawaiian rolls. Rope. Oh, yeah. She had some rope with she her. She had some rope with her, she said. Just tell me, she got in this one parking place, you know. It's by the street, she said, just throw them ropes a the tree and come down. I got a little seat on them. Said, you just put me in that and just spin me around on top of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Why she grab the microphone? <laughs> spin me around okay. on top of it. Uh, okay. I had a good time, kind of weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> 
And so <laughs> I got her down. I put her back in the car. I was over there. How did you get her in with nobody to get the other side? Yeah. Oh, hell, this age of no legs. She probably don't weigh 100 pounds. She weighs on her own. Unless you got 50 pounds of titty there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 50 pounds of titty. Yeah. Oh. That's hell. a lot of titty. Oh, yes, it is. do Down. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's that though? You, you, oh, I got her down, carried her home like a gentleman. You know what I mean? Of course, snake finger. I said I got her out of the truck. I towed her up there and put her on the front porch. Towed her up there <laughs> and rung the bell. Oh yeah. So her daddy come out and I said, "Oh, hi." I said, "I brought your daughter back." He said, "Thank God, most people leave her hanging in the tree." <laughs> This, this next clip is from episode number 26 when I had my buddy on stand-up comic Rocky Dale Davis. And look, he scorched earth. He burned some bridges. He told it like it was. Uh, and we always had a blast. But in the middle of those stories, it hit me. I think we need to be Moozle time. I don't Just know, to keep this going. Let's do it. All right, so you've never am I not played carrying so, the podcast enough. Am I not yeah. doing a good enough job? No, no, we're just we don't. No, no, we no, like exactly. to keep it going. Yeah, I mean, okay. Thought I was good enough off the cuff, but fucking let's play the goddamn <laughs> games you got here. <laughs> so I really don't want to. So you, you don't even know what this is. You've never played Bean Boozled before. I smoke cigars. I do comedy, dude. I'm a, I'm a fucking. I'm, I'm true to my art. So every everyone looks the same, but it's it's like roulette. Right. So all the white ones are either birthday cake or dirty dishwater. It's kind of like you and Corey Forrester. Like What's one that? Of y'all, like one of y'all is like interesting to talk to, and the other one's just a fucking fake liberal. Please don't say. Okay, I was about to say, please don't say which one. <laughs> you, you narrowed it down. <laughs> I wish Corey knew how close y'all were to being the exact same person. Grab a grab a white one. Why? Why? Or do you want to spin it? I like, want to spin it, dude. Okay. I'll play the whole game. Well, it doesn't spin good, so I just got you got ten minutes. No, 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 stop. Oh, you got oh, you got buttered popcorn or rotten egg. That's the one you got to get. <laughs> this is not going to be good for you. Okay, hold up. Hold is up. this supposed to be that? Yeah, yeah, that. I like the butter popcorn. I actually don't mind jelly beans. This one right here is a butter popcorn. Is that it? They don't smell. I've tried it every time. Here we go. He's being boozled. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> is it rotten egg? Is it rotten egg? Yeah, that's really bad, though. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that is, is like it rotten egg. Yeah, that's really bad though. <laughs> How do they fucking do that? Oh my god! I don't, my I, breath is gonna stink. Smell my breath. No, it's, no, it's the whole room now, dude. It's the whole room now. That is. Do they put shit in here? Like, are you sure this is safe? That is so bad. Do you think they use real rotten egg? Do you want to try another one to cleanse the palate, dude? The, 
So you're, you're going to want one. It could be a birthday cake. One second. That is... <laughs> No, that is really, really bad though. I thought it was like sugar and it's like whatever. Like this is fucking. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go this one. What? I bought this for my nephews one time. I thought it was just candy. Can- this is either birthday cake or dirty or corn. Oh, it's good birthday cake. It's damn good birthday cake. I don't know, dude. Do it. Get one. Get know. one. I feel you like, pick your own choosing. I'll let you like pick. You have like mesothelioma or something. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> Look, just look at just the. Look just at pick the one. Just pick one. So this is the easy one because the bad flavor is toothpaste, and who doesn't fucking like eating toothpaste anyway? Yeah. So that's the easy. One. I wanted to do canned dog food, or okay, chocolate pudding or canned dog food. I actually hate chocolate pudding though. Do you? Yeah. So these are both bad. Here he goes. Did you get chocolate pudding? I think you got chocolate pudding because I can't smell it. Oh no, I smell it. <laughs> Instantly smelled the whole room up. Huh? Are you good? Are you good? Chase it with a pumpkin spice roll. Get it out. Dude, that is fucking disgusting. That's oh, in those for re- That's just, that is so. Oh, uh, it's bad. It's bad. I got birthday cake. I bought this for my nephews. I didn't know. What, I thought. Well, you're you an evil uncle. It. You're I an evil just, uncle. Oh, my God. That is fucking huh? nasty. Yeah. You did it. it like. Is it still dog food? Yeah, like that is. Because it smells like you opened a can. Like one of those. Oh, yeah. It's all. You eat one, fuck face. You eat fucking one. I did. I did birthday cake. You fucking piece of shit. (laughs) You're so fucking. You just fucking can smell it. You pick it. You You pick which one. Look at some of them. I've already did Sting Bug. I had that last one and it was awful. What I had. uh, What we got? Spoiled milk, do coconut. Uh, oh Grab a God, spoiled milk. Don't what's it look like? Fake it too. Don't what's it look it. like? The fucking white one with dots. No, 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 that's birthday cake. You've already eaten birthday cake. No, it's the white one. Straight up white, just white. I did that one. You did straight up white. Yeah, maybe that wasn't birthday cake. Maybe that was no birthday cake with the spots. Is birthday cake straight up white's coconut? Oh, I coconut. Milk. Well, I got coconut then. It wasn't birthday. How cake. do you not know? Are you fucking having a stroke? Yeah. There's a big difference between coconut. What's and birthday this one? Cake. What's this one? That is um. That is. Is that that seal? Tastes like seal. No. <laughs> seal. Peach or barf. <laughs> barf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna taste. Seal good, sounds though. pretty bad. Yeah, because it was. Are you talking about the animal or the singer? The singer is all spot. Kiss from Rose. <laughs> <laughs> is it bad? It's awful, <laughs> dude. Is it, it does, smell? It does smell. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's my breath, but I feel like I can smell something now. <laughs> it's awful. It's awful, dude. That can dog even? food. That can dog food is so fucking bad. Oh wait. <laughs> hey, I'll suck your even? dick if you eat all of them at once. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> dude, my like, I don't think you understand. My breath stinks. Like, I can smell my breath. It smells. Where'd that go? 
I don't fucking I gotta get know. that out of the no, floor. No, leave it in the fucking floor. It's gonna get ground in there. And then it's gonna smell like barf. That's so bad. That should be a podcast right there. Bean boozled. What is? We're recording. No, like, but like a legit podcast. It should be a podcast. That should be a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that takes us back to episode three with my buddy Cole Kublik, ESPN SEC Network reporter. He has his own sports show. He is a uh, captain for the. Auburn Tigers football team back in the day and we used to have a radio morning show together later but all through the years we've been hanging out we've been getting into trouble so we had a little flashback to one of our craziest stories so we're hanging we're going to Auburn games we're young bucks and we're in Auburn and our buddy David Lynham is playing at the War Eagle Supper Club rest in peace mm. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> What's well, no longer with us? No. Uh, is there anything in that place now? Is that gone? The last time I drove by, it's still vacant. Just a vacant lot. So, um, so it's a very famous at the time. That's that was the one of the joints to be in in Auburn. If you not, say? if not the definitely the late night spot. Yeah, uh, it's the place with live bands. That was the one of the places with a live band to go to. Not about it. Uh, yeah, that was about it. Uh, other places had the DJs and stuff like that. That was live no, music. No, yeah. Um, you, standard dollar PBR deals. Uh, that I mean, it was your just your standard college live music. Center place. block building. Yeah, no frills. Mm-mm. So trough in the bathroom. So this one, is one twenty foot trough in oh, the bathroom. Oh, the standard trough. Yes, yeah. standard trough. So one one is a day game in Auburn, and I I, I come in. And I I come in from Los Angeles, I believe. I do the pregame show with you guys. We go to the game. After the game, I say, hey, my buddy, David Lynham, is Ben Lynham's playing at the Supper Club. Let's go down. And you go, that's great, but I can't go to the Supper Club because I'm banned <laughs> for life. And I said, what do you mean you're banned for life? And you go, well, yeah, when I when I was in college here, they banned me for life. And I said... But buddy, that was like five, six years ago. We're, I mean, we're who, first of all, nobody works here from then. Yeah, they're not going to remember you walking yeah. up. Why in would here. Why would a guy at the door remember the guy from six four, years ago? Six years after he was in college, getting kicked out of there. Do you remember why you were banned for life, or were you just told you were banned for life? Oh, I remember why. I don't know if we're going to like to share, or we would pass uh, later. Yeah, just a couple of instances. <laughs> and so it was. It wasn't one. It was just. The line to that trough was very long. Okay. Okay. And there was some... Mar- <laughs> line to the trough. <laughs> There's only so many dudes can get on a trough at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you can shoulder up, but you just can't. And I mean, you're a big dude, so... Right. And you just... So... And then there's times when the things that you're doing in an establishment like that, you need to break in that line. Right. And... When you gotta go, you gotta go. Or there's other times when you see... A Pac-Man machine, and there's a space behind it, sure. and it resembles a trough. <laughs> and a bouncer watches you do that. Now, that would be one thing that would probably have you... Hypothetically. You don't know that for a fact. I don't know that for a fact. You don't know if the Pac-Man just, machine shut down. I don't know that. I just I don't even know if any sparks flow. You don't know any of that. Hypothetically, if that happened, they probably would say you're not welcome back right. anymore. If you, Correct. If one of their arcade machines went out of order. Yeah. 
You don't know that for a fact, but mm-hmm. reportedly. Correct. So I, I say, look, dude, I know the band. There's no way anybody works there from <laughs> six years ago. We're on the list. I know the band. Let's do this. And you go, got you. I'll try it, but just know that I warned you. I, and I was confident that it wasn't happening. Oh, no, no. You were pessimist all the way. Yeah. And I was optimist. And we pull up, we park, and there's a line that is so deep in this parking oh, lot. Through the parking lot. And we're standing there, and I'm I'm talking no exaggeration. There is 50 people At in front least of us. Minimal. Minimal, 50 people. And you're a big guy, so you, you stand a little bit above the crowd. And we're standing there, and <laughs> literally, this guy, the bouncer, leans out. He's checking people's IDs, <laughs> and from 50 people deep, he leans out, and he goes, Kublik, you're banned for life. <laughs> out. No shot. I'm like, what? It just happened. And you go, I told you, let's back him up. <laughs> you were so defeated. You were so defeated. And I was like, what's the chances of a dude working here for six years at the door that remembers Kublik on site? <laughs> I was like, that was pretty amazing. Dude, we had to get the band to vouch for us. He came out. Everybody. Daylight him. The band the band. Out. They go on intermission, and he comes <laughs> to the front door and says, I got him. My band's name is staked on these us. guys. Us are playing. We'll never play again if they cause problems. I hope, he, I hope he didn't put that on it. He did. Uh, that might be why he hadn't been back. <laughs> yes, that's why they shut down. Lonham <laughs> quit playing. That was the night I I saw you consume a whole sack full of crystals. Well, you get hungry. It's it is. But what amazed me? It wasn't the amount of a lot of energy that day. It wasn't the amount of crystals. It's we went through the crystals drive through, and you told the the lady said, "Do you need anything?" And you said, "We need lots of ketchup." (laughs) And she said, "Okay." And she got a handful of ketchup, and she threw in the bag, and you went, "Ma'am." I said lots of ketchup. <laughs> and she puts some in, and you go, Are you not going to give us ketchup? <laughs> <laughs> so she threw more ketchup. So if you don't know what the crystal sack full at the time, it was 24 crystals with four fries and four drinks. And you ordered a sack full and looked at me and said, What are you getting? <laughs> Because <laughs> we love gluten. But my favorite That's, is... Crystals is good gluten, buddy. <laughs> my favorite is... I jokingly thought, well, he's just making her put ketchup in there. Until we got home and saw every bite was a pack of ketchup. You loved the ketchup I on the I still crystals. do love ketchup. It has gluten, right? <laughs> I think it does. I don't know. I don't know if ketchup has gluten or not. <laughs> I could shred a sack full of crystal back in the day. Is that well? Your weakness is pizza, though. Yeah, that's number one. But crystal back in the day, after you had been out, that's tough to beat, man. Those chili cheese fries, oh baby, those things are solid. <laughs> oh baby, you gotta love crystals after a long hard night. That is a fact. But speaking of parties. This next clip comes from episode nine, and that is cutting the cake at Conrad's birthday bash. This was chaos and a whole bundle of fun. We had Conrad and his wife, me and my wife, and Dave Silva and his wife, Megan, Big Booty Judy, 
and Heather, respectively. And we started going through Urban Dictionary, uh, as well as playing Would You Rather game, where we give two different scenarios. And to wrap it up, it got a little bit crazy. And we'll end on the javelin. Anybody done the javelin? Sounds painful. Uh, That is the art of giving a vigorous hand job. And when your partner is about to ejaculate... Oh, my gosh. I've never given an HJ, so I can't comment. Ladies, this one's for y'all. Y'all don't want, please don't ever do the javelin. <laughs> I feel like Heather's going to give this to David. Wait, are you about to say what I think you're about to say? Finish your sentence. The act of giving a vigorous hand job, and when your partner is about to ejaculate, you place a toothpick in the urethra and watch it launch like a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> please! Wow. Wow. <laughs> He's like, if I'm wearing a fucking sombrero and queso dip, you're getting a toothpick in the urethra. That's a Dick Olympics. <laughs> go in it or can it just like be there so when it sprouts well, it goes? Well, it's got to hold it. It's going to rest or hold it in yeah, place. Yeah, it's got to hold it in place. Oh, but you're doing a hand job, not a budget. <laughs> She's doing logistics over there. She pulled out a piece of paper and it's writing. She's, she's, she's running sketches like, right now. Trajectory across the room. <laughs> Don't, don't aim over there. It's like I've a beautiful read, mind around her I've head right now. Sim, I've read some simulations. You're going to hit the TV. Cassio, Dave and I talked about this last week. We needed your take. You ready? Okay. Shooter or dribbler? Shooter or dribbler what? No, don't ask you know what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Como se dice? Memorize, Mugarno. La biblioteca. Where you at? Am I? What you, am I? Sounds like a dribble. That sounded like a dribble. She was playing the bass right there. That was the beginning of Barney Miller. Boom. Scoodledum. Scoodledum. What do you think? Shooter or dribbler? I guess that's it. So you're you're going dribbler? She's saying I am. Uh, Dave or Heather? I would say a shooter. What? Really? He he says dribbler. Well, are you looking? (laughs) No, I've never. I haven't seen that part of my body in a very long time. <laughs> there we are. Because I, I have a little pee pee and a big tummy. You need to put it to <laughs> so you can find out. I don't know what's happening right now. Wife. Shooter. Oh, she's the lights out on you. I'm just here to tell you. Dude, yeah. Well, I'm lucky to have eyeballs right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the reason that bitch is wearing glasses. I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> She had twenty. She had twenty twenty when I met her. Y'all don't need to be fucking with toothpicks then. It's I agree. Dangerous. She fucking shoot her shooter. eye out for real. I want to. She's gonna be in there with them Bob Vila glasses. Please, the next time we come over, have about four toothpicks stuck in the wall. We're just gonna see. She's walking around the goddamn iPad. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I want one in the ceiling. I like ten in the ceiling of your bedroom. Megan's been gone for a week. bedroom lately. <laughs> I don't know what it looks like. Is those stalactites growing from your ceiling in your room? You know the, the podcast is running long where we're fitting in stalactites. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Oh yeah, is that enough? 
That's a no. That's a no. <laughs> Would you rather live in a world where finger guns shoot real bullets? Oh my god. Or fist bumps cause real explosions? Oh. And I'll, I'll put to the clarification. They don't hurt you. So, like, if me and you fist bump, it would cause an explosion. But it's not like blowing our hand off. I would much rather... Finger guns? No. Fist bump explosion. Fist bump is an explosion? Yeah. Because, I mean, I get to share that with somebody. Otherwise, I would just be, like, shooting people in the parkway all day long. What's wrong with that? I'm going to go to jail. (laughs) I'm going to go to jail right away. Like, if you shoot somebody, it's illegal, Judy. Did you know that? You don't have to shoot somebody. You can just shoot. Why would you even have bullets if you're not shooting? You can shoot their tires out. Don't you think the world would like straighten up if everybody had finger gun bullets? Boy, how fucking Republican are you? (laughs) Jesus Christ! Can't take my fingers away. (laughs) (laughs) You pry my fingers from my cold dead fingers. Something. (laughs) Uh, we should stop right there we're gonna beat that that's the last that's the closer hey man thanks for coming over it was the uh, conrad birthday bash this might get all deleted i was gonna i usually try to end with we better stop before we get embarrassed but that we've went way past that tonight let me tell you who never gets embarrassed that's my next guest mr mo alexander stand-up comic this comes to us from episode number 29 if you want to check it out Mo DGAF, my friend, doesn't care about anything. And look, when you mentioned to me that you got kicked out of Graceland, that's going to be a thing. So the question is, how do you get kicked out of Graceland? Okay, once again, I'm an asshole. And this one, this one was before I ever started comedy. Okay. Okay, I was not a comic at the time. I was just a weirdo who worked at FedEx. <laughs> just an asshole. Uh, actually, I was much nicer then. Not a professional not a asshole. Professional asshole no. You're right. So uh, I had some friends come in town, and they really wanted me to take them to Graceland. I'm like, I don't want to go to Graceland. I've never been to Graceland. I don't give a fuck about Elvis. But you're my friend. <laughs> that was sacrilege, I, man. I don't. I don't. For people I in Mer- Memphis, I, everybody's like, no, you no, love them. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, they assume y'all love everything. Nobody in Memphis loves Elvis. Nobody. You say somebody in Memphis who the king of the You love probably, Jerry Lawler? They're going to say, not his barbecue. He can fuck himself on that. <laughs> He was, I will sli- I will power drive his head again. Call me the black Andy Coffin motherfucker. Why you start a barbecue restaurant? Take your ass somewhere else. <laughs> so it's not good. <laughs> I have a show that's coming out on YouTube very shortly called Mo Alexander's Barbecue Beatdown. Okay. Where the first season, all we do is put barbecue versus barbecue. Uh, Memphis Barbecue versus Memphis Barbecue. I'm sick of people telling me where to go. And I never trust anybody you don't know with barbecue because you, they, they could have burnt out their taste buds by doing meth, okay? <laughs> don't trust these motherfuckers, right? So I'm over here. I mean, we got, we, yes, we're going to do his. We haven't done his yet because I just don't want to go over there and say, I would like some ribs, sir. I don't want to say that. Have you have you been there? I passed by it. And you couldn't, see, one of the biggest things about barbecue, uh-huh. if you pass by it and you can't smell it from the road, you really shouldn't. Oh, Oh, that, yeah, where are y'all cooking it then? Well, yeah, where the fuck you cooking it? Right. So you say that about no, weed? My- that's true. <laughs> Dude, that's for real too, man. Just say that about weed, Corey Max. I'm not kidding. I'm not even kidding. For real, that's for real. That's yeah, for real. my 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 co-host, he's like. I drive by a barbecue place, Jimbo. He'll drive by and he goes, I, "There's no smoke coming out of that building." Mm-hmm. I'm out. I don't even mind. Because that means it came from somewhere. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. You can't smell You're it from right. the street. No. Don't that's eat That's the smell. There. There's the smoke. That's why you go to the barbecue. You're like, what's that smell? Let me follow that to my place. <laughs> yes. Barbecue 
<laughs> Corey Mack right. said, "Don't, yeah, don't yeah. take barbecue if you chips from people here." Yeah. If, if your barbecue yeah. review weighs 158 pounds, he ain't ate enough. <laughs> <laughs> no food, cra- <laughs> he's sitting on a slab. Y'all don't even see what's happening right now. No food critic should have their weight start with a one. Hold on, hold on. What's happening? What's up? What's up? Y'all don't, y'all don't know shit about barbecue. That's that's the, that's the thing in the sun right there. Y'all don't know shit about barbecue. Hold on. Hold on. Can we pause that for a second? Hold on. All right. Back to the graceful story. Check this out. So the year is 1991. I'm 21. I'm legal. I'm stupid. Uh, friends wanted me to take them to Graceland. They want to go to Graceland. I don't, like most men, I don't give a fuck about Graceland. Um, and I, I, I had never been, but okay, I went. I told them, fine, we'll go to Graceland. They broke you down. They broke me down. They're friends of mine. One I used to see naked a lot, so it was all good. <laughs> um, so we go in, and back in the day, I think that back in the day, they used to actually have tour guides. They, okay. they had tour guides in the thing. So they would tell you what's happening over there, what's happening with what this. And so, tell okay. you the history of everything. So I'm in a group of people, and the only three people under the age of death. Um, cause I'm like 21. I got like a 25 and a 30 year old. They want to go great. So everybody else is 113. Okay. They're old as fuck. <laughs> Most of them are old blue. It was like, it was like a, oh, I know his best description of it. It's like a cosplay episode of the Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 50 people. It was like a group convention of people Strong. doing cosplay of the Golden Girls, right? So we're going through this, and we're wa- and we're walking through it, and they're telling us everything, and all this, this is this, and this is this, and this, and the conversations are going on for like ten minutes every time, right? It's like ten minutes at each little icon, and people are literally breaking down, crying, literally breaking down, crying, in the middle of a Elvis tour. Okay, like they're reliving it. Yes, they're like, yeah, I loved Elvis. He was my Jesus. <laughs> uh, he. <laughs> he died for your cocaine. All right. Um, so, so I'm in here trying to be nice. Okay, I'm trying, but my friends are like, "Oh, this is interesting." Fuck you. I'm in here. I'm just doing the whole thing, trying not to nothing make commentary. got you. Oh, oh, lots no. of stuff got me. Lots of stuff got me, dude. Lots of stuff got me. Okay, <laughs> but the where I couldn't hold it in anymore because I was snickering through the whole thing, just trying not to do it right. loud because it's fucking hard. If you've never been to Graceland, watch- are you snickering at the tour or yes. are you snickering at the people? No, both. Okay, the- you're not excited about this jumpsuit. I am not excited about anything. <laughs> this is hard. Elvis, for those of you've never been to Graceland, let me give you. Let me save you eighty-seven dollars. <laughs> Elvis is if you take Dolomite from nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> And put a car bomb in the car he had, and take that car bomb, blow it up, and it hits every wall of a house. That is Graceland, okay? It's like a 1972 pimp car exploded. Black pimp from Mississippi, from Mississippi pimp, 72 Cadillac Eldorado full size, blew up everywhere. Blew up everywhere. So we get to the jungle room, and that's where it happened, right there. The jungle room. If you if you don't know anything about the jungle room. This is what I'm talking about, pimpalistic right here, okay? The jungle room has the same piece of leopard print furniture from the ceiling to the walls to the floor. It's one big motherfucking piece of leopard. (laughs) It's a giant leopard. It's a giant leopard. And they are talking about this seriously. And people are, like, seriously crying out the door, and I lost my shit, okay? (laughs) 
I lost my shit. Before I was able to stand up comic, I was just an asshole and weird, right? Okay. I made up some shit on the spot. I did my version of George of the Jungle as Elvis would have sang it, okay? So I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to George, George, George of the Jungle, George of the Jungle, he can be, oh! and doing karate kicks and the whole thing. Somebody yelled out, he's blaspheming Jesus. That's an actual quote. That wasn't a quote. That's an actual <laughs> quote. He's blaspheming Jesus. That's an actual quote. I'm doing the whole thing. These women have turned even whiter than they actually are. My friends, my friends are about to piss themselves. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm doing the whole thing. Karate kicks and all. And I'm doing this. And security comes and gets me right then. Because they are crying. It's a mess. It's a mess. It is old white women. From you all ruined their the tour. Yes, I did. Yes, I fucking did. I ruined their <laughs> tour and made lifelong friends out of my friends. I still talk to those people today. Like, did you remember that time? Yes, I do. I talk about it all the time. That I, explains that year you sold the shirt that said, fuck Priscilla. Yes! <laughs> Here's the best part about this story. Okay. I'm literally banned because this happened in 1991. Okay. In 2003, some other friends wanted me to go to Graceland. I told them I don't think I'm allowed on the property anymore. <laughs> they thought I was kidding. We get up to the, you have to walk in the main gate to go there. You park across the street, you walk across the street, you go in the main gate. Some little dude on a golf cart came up and said, sir, you're not allowed to be on the property. And I had to literally leave the property laughing my ass off <laughs> because that means somewhere on the security guard ground, there's a picture of me being it's carried you. out of Graceland. Yes, sir. They've been waiting on you they to come back. They have been waiting on me. That's 13 years later, I come back and they're like, no. I feel like that list is short. <laughs> Don't you? Of people that are perma banned? There's a story about. There's got to be a short list. There's a story about another comic. I never, I've never asked him this story. Is true or not? There's a comic named Charles Viracola. Okay, you know who that is? I've heard Charles, the name. From out of Don't know him personally. Good dude. Good dude. There's a story that he made it all the way to the gravesite. I did not make it to the gravesite. Okay, the gravesite was like two more things down. I didn't make it. <laughs> I, I have told this by several people. I need to ask him if this is true. But I've told he had made it to the gravesite and broke down in the gravesite of Elvis Presley because they know he buried him in the backyard. And uh, here's the fucked up part. He apparently, this is the story that I have. I don't know if this is true. But he went to his pocket because he always used to wear a trench coat before the, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. Before they were bad. Before the trench coats were bad. Went to his pocket, got a large McDonald's fries from his pocket, and tried to set it on the grave, and that's when he got tackled. I don't know if that's true. I've heard that story for years, yeah, though. That's innocent. I, no. Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. That's littering. Those that's littering. That's littering. He's permabanned for littering. <laughs> you know and it's a waste of damn fries. I, can't. <laughs> I know it was a waste of fries, but he literally did that. That brings us to our first P.O. Box episode of this one-year flashback. This was from episode 20, and I'm joined by my loving wife, Big Booty Judy, and wrestling referee, I'm Doug, man, Doug Markham. And, well, the chaos ensued in these next two packages that we opened. It is super memorable. When I mentioned this on Twitter that we were putting together a flashback show, a lot of people mentioned this clip and said it it must be included in the flashback episode. So here we go. We're in the middle of opening boxes. This is from who? Hane and Joyce. I think it's going to be Shane. It probably got cut off. Shane. Hane and Joyce Woodruff. 
from Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton, New Jersey. They're, they've cut the first letter off, and it is throwing my engineer what wife a off. Post office. Uh, yeah. So New Jersey checking in. That's whoa. You got to blame that. You got to blame that on the post office. For yeah, yeah. I don't blame it on the Woodruffs here uh, for sending us a little something all the way from New Jersey. That is New awesome. Jersey. Can't wait to check this out. It looks like it's got hole. Has it got holes in it? Boo. Oh gosh. Oh boy. I don't know if we should open this. I'm There's kinda, something in it. I'm kind of nervous. Wait, it's got it's got holes, which means that could be a lie. Yeah, I mean it's possible. Wait, oh god. What? <laughs> what is it? Oh, you can't see it yet. Look. I'm nervous, dude. Dude, is I it a spider? Hey. No, wait, don't swing oh, it. Cut that other side. Ooh. If it, Ooh. Oh god. Is oh, it moving? Shit. What? Is what it? A, is it moving? Open it slow. Oh, is it moving? Oh! Oh! oh. <laughs> what is oh, there's something in there. <laughs> oh, dog. No. Wait, what, is what is it? Oh, my God. It? It's a cockroach. No! It's a cockroach. No! No, no. No. Oh, my God. My head's sweating. It's two live cockroaches. Are they alive? They're fucking his. Oh my god! What the? Oh my Wait, god! No! Are they, are they alive? Yes. Yes, they're hissing cockroaches. They're uh, fucking uh, huge, dude. Hissing cockroaches. No! Yes. No! It's a mating. They're thing. fucking Wait, huge. Get, 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 get! We gotta get it off, dude. We gotta get it off. Oh my god! They're as big as the fucking box. <laughs> Are they alive? They're as big as the box. <laughs> we got some new pets, yo. Oh my god! No, we gotta kill those with fire. No. We gotta kill them with fire. Oh, sh- dude. <laughs> my head. They're as long as the box. My head's wild. Oh god. Okay. Are you gonna pick it up? I don't think you can pick it up. Yeah. No, with a napkin, maybe. Boo. Hey. Oh no! Oh no! no, 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 you. no. Look, they'll if, bite you. If you want me to leave, just tell me to go. I mean, fuck. They'll, they'll be. They'll bite you. No, they're not. Oh god! Like I saw a little kid like picking them up. No, not a hissing little kids cockroach. pick up all kind of things, and they die. Oh, oh, it. Oh, oh. Oh. Get it up! Oh, boo! Where did it go? It's under fire. Oh, it's biting you. Oh god! It's Oh my god. <laughs> Is both of them in there? Yeah. Uh, was oh, three? Shit. I thought that was three. It was, it was two, right? It was two. Are they mating? Oh my god. <laughs> it's so hot in oh, here. Oh god. Oh. Oh shit. Well. Mm. Oh my god. What's happening right now? How do they live? I don't know. Like, where do they come? New I've Jersey? heard that bongs for <laughs> from Jersey. I bet, that... I bet he picked pick them up off the fucking street. They got some big cockroaches. Holy it's shit! Wow. Oh. Oh god. Oh, look at them. Oh, there's roach poop in there. Oh yeah. They've been in there for three days at least. Oh, they're huge. Oh, oh wow. they're huge. I've never seen... I've only seen them that big at the zoo. 
No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, wow. I wish you could see down in there on the YouTube video. You have got to pull some of the white stuff out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's how you show it there. Hold that. Oh, they're huge. Look at that. They are huge. Oh, my gosh. There's somebody sent us roaches. I, I immediately regret this decision. Well, you knew something was going to happen. Oh, my head's sweating. Well. Oh, man. I need another drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to join oh, you. Oh, my goodness. We've got new pets. Okay. Can we feed those to the tarantula? Oh, they're bigger than tarantula. Oh, gosh. What about the bitter dragon? No. Why? Because those are, like, those are fancy roaches. Oh, well, my head's hot. Those are, I mean, those are... So you just got two new pets, pal. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Uh, let's see. I'm trying, got, to find, I'm trying to find a question that kind of works with it. Pets. Here's the closest I got. Should BBJ make a run at doing the next radio spots for the new Rural King? Pronunci proper pronunciation doesn't seem to be a deciding factor. I heard y'all's commercials. I don't even think he's saying it right. What what store is it? Rural King. <laughs> Rural. 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 King. <laughs> Do you think you can get roaches at Rural King? <laughs> tell, tell everybody you got Rural King roaches. You got Rural King roaches. Rural King roaches. Rural King roaches. Rural King. Rural King. I don't think you can get roaches at Rural King. You can get yeah. ducks and chickens. I don't think you. I don't think you. Can These get. are Rural roaches. <laughs> Those are from Rural New Jersey. Rural New Jersey. <laughs> Oh, We're man. in Jersey. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Oh, we got to open another one. Oh, we did, yeah. What could this one be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Gatlin Moon. Gatlin Moon. Gatlin Moon from El Monte, California. Whoa. Uh, sent us this one. Oh, my goodness. I don't think nothing could have lived from California, so we're good on this You don't one. know? Well, I mean, you know. I had that roaching box. That was one of the one, first ones. I almost made the other video. What do we got? Big Booty Judy is opening. What is this? It's a costume. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's an Afro wig for a dog. <laughs> oh. Wait, we got to get out Hank. <laughs> Hank has to wear the wig. Go get Hank, Doug. Doug, you're on Hank Patrol. <laughs> okay. Uh, Doug's going to go try to get our pit bull, Hank. Don't knock over your beverages. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Does it have like a string? Is it? It's going to fall right off. No, here. it's got a string. Oh, and a hairnet. Come on, buddy. Come here, Hank. Come on, buddy. Watch those. Watch those. Oh, shit. Okay. Hey, bud. So we got Hank, the uh, pit bull here. Hank. Hank, come here. <laughs> I'm thinking he's a bluff. He's <laughs> got a toupee. He looks like he's from the desert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to get him on camera. Hold this. We got to get him on camera. We back up. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. 
off in his afro. <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Thank, thank you, buddy. <laughs> All for the pod. And they say pit bulls are vicious. Oh man. Oh gosh. He's oh, the best. Gosh. Do you even know what that means? He's the dude? best. Oh man, this has been wild. <laughs> How are we gonna top that? Oh man. We got two new pets and clothing for Hank. Oh. Man. Whoever sent that, thank you. We got a special that guest. Amazing. <laughs> That leads us to another amazing P.O. Box episode. This was episode number 40. I'm joined by my buddy David Lynham, who plays in the band Lynham, and they, of course, did the White Trash Superstar theme song for Casio's Cut, and me and Dave are winding down that P.O. Box episode. All right, we have Is one. Is this all that's left? Nothing fell on the floor, right? Nothing. We still have the big box. We got box. that one in the big box. Big box. Doesn't have a name. Won't you get kind of big box, start working on it? Well, somebody, it looks like they've kicked it down the street. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We no, got no. one underneath? No, it's already been open. Oh, that's an open one? This is from No Name Again. Here uh-huh. we go. Make is this nervous. Just a, a tube of poop? Yeah, that's, that's anthrax. <laughs> tube of poop. It's from, uh, read where it's from. Um, Noblesville, Indiana. I am not believing the amount of fans you have. And listeners. What is it? I just, uh, Noblesville, Indiana. No name? No name. Could be bad. A, uh... The no names are going to get you one day. I'll go ahead and tell you that. The no names are going to get you. How do you open it? Well, you got to have a little bit of dexterity in your hands for starters. Hold my mic. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it, so for those that are listening and not watching yet, it's just a white tube. I tell everybody that's got to be huge, right? Right. I mean, this is unrealistic, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, by our wife's... I've never seen a tube this big. By our wife's standards, that's a pretty big tube. <laughs> Use your teeth, dude. Get into it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Okay, just to paint the picture for y'all, it is packed full of glitter. And I mean, absolute stripper glitter all over the studio. And it has a spring, it's spring loaded. Sit in a ditch and call me mud. Dude, they got, it could not have been better for you to have two hands on that thing and it go right in your face. Well, you told me to do it with my mouth. What about I know. That's what, no, it makes me mad you didn't put your teeth down there. That is fantastic. God. By the way. Can I get a picture of this for the for the Instagram? This is great. He is covered in blue it's stripper blue. glitter, dude. It's, it's a lot. You, when, 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 when it's Lar- a lot, dude. When Laura comes home, she's going to be like, think we- you went to a strip club? <laughs> Y'all uh, went to a strip club during the here, day? What kind of Put thing? the big box down. Because I don't want to move until you get a shot. Son of a... Oh, my God. Damn it! (laughs) Who was it? We still don't know who sent it. It's a damn no-name. It's a no-name. I told you you're going to be... Unless there's a... Oh, it's all over. Oh, it's over. It's all my equipment. (laughs) 
Oh, that audio. I can't wait to go back and hear the audio. Probably my Blackberry smoke shirt is now going to look like an Ed Hardy shirt from now on. You should have opened that first. And from the very get, we would have to go through every get. I should have opened it last. (laughs) Yeah, we're not done, by the way. We still hey, by be. the way, if that thing's got damn, if, if, there, if there's one of these in here, I'm gonna, <laughs> this house is going to be. Denied. And if that's a box of a poop, it's it's stuffed full. Man, there is a, it's heavy. Oh, what the damn glitter, dude! No, no, just sit there and enjoy. My it. wife's going to kick my ass, dude. dude. I'm telling you, that hey, don't, that don't come e- that don't come off easy. Thanks for tuning in to the last PO box right. episode that's recorded in my yeah. house. Yeah, the next one will be in the backyard. Yeah, You'll start notice there'll be dogs. It'll flying. be raining on me. <laughs> well, I said we couldn't go in, dude. It's everywhere, dude, and it's stuck. Who? Somebody, oh. somebody, no, it's gonna... a handful. Somebody's gonna clank like. So for listening, just know it's it's on my lap, it's on my pants, it's way on my shirt. I mean, it's covering hot. my whole right arm. Mm-hmm. And it, it shot over. It'll get on me. Oh, I know, that's look, it shot over here. I should have had it pointed over that way. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. Oh, I told God him, man. I told mighty. him. Mister, mail anything, mail anything, mail you anything. Sons of. You can cut yourself. You know what this has started like? This has started a a, a bunch of that. What we got? Because that's when they when you see this on uh, YouTube. When you go look at this God podcast on YouTube, you'll see it explode get, all over. Let's get through this like a shower. <laughs> Here's a note. It's covered in blue. It's covered hey, in Cassio blue. and friends. Oh my God. Oh yeah. This is the way to go out, son. Hey, you got the picture. All right, here's the here's the uh, deal. Uh, hey, Cassio and friends, these are bottles of Wathens Barrel Proof Bourbon, handpicked from the owner of a local store in Arizona. There are only 198. He chose the barrel from the distillery, numbered the bottles, and used. What is that? Well, these are clearly bottles of liquor, but I don't know what that is. I was about to say, if this is a bottle of liquor, it's broken. There's a box with some other stuff. It says uh, they have Andre the Giant labels on them uh, to represent the strong, unique flavor as well as the immense strength of the bourbon that only a giant can handle. Enjoy. Cheers. P.S. Save some for Conrad. Please don't stab yourself in the throat. What's that? What is it? Does that just help it sound like there's something in it? Can you mail liquor? Is that okay? Look at you with it. By are the you, way, they were micing down in the peanut. Are shells. you are you are you going to get arrested for bootlegging alcohol now? Oh, it's just rock. It's just like rocks. Does that keep moisture out or something? He doesn't include in the letter what that's about. No, we don't even know his name. Did you see his name? Think his name he or she? Uh, JD? JD? Yeah. JD from Prescott, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, JD. JD. This is great. Maybe JD kept his name incognito. You can't ship liquor. He may have sent the glitter. <laughs> We're in Alabama. I'm pretty sure you can't mail liquor. But he did, so clearly everybody's more than welcome to. I did it. You're, did you cut yourself? Hell yeah. Did you cut yourself? Yes. I knew it. 
All to get into some bourbon. <laughs> just, to, just so I can see this dead guy's face on here. <laughs> Don't you disparage a good name of damn Andre the Giant. <laughs> He'll crap out the window. So it looks like we got bottles of this liquor. We got a box of rocks. JD, I know you're listening because you send something in. Please message us and let us know. You can DM me if you don't want to give away your identity, but uh, let us know why there's a box of rocks. They're like, they're almost like fossils, don't they? Mm-hmm. They're just rocks. Arizona rocks. We got Arizona rocks. I'm going to claim it's from a petrified forest or something. Good Lord, is this a miniature? <laughs> I keep cutting through it. It keeps getting... Oh, you're going to cut yourself again. Here you go. I, I saw it coming. Let me tell you what you got to do. You got to pack a bottle of liquor. Well, it looks like Wait, it looks like bricks getting, of cocaine, dude. I hope it keeps getting small. Oh, don't drop those. Oh, it's chaos. David's dropped the box. Okay. He just called the box a bottle of liquor. Put your mic down. Uh-uh. <laughs> he said No. Well, it's I'm a mission stop. now. I'm not stopping. It's on principle, isn't it? I'm not stopping till I'm in the ER. <laughs> cursing your name. Well, I can't go. I'm covered in glitter. I'm clearly not uh, antibacterial for the hospital. Casio is like frozen, like a. Yeah, like I can't move. He, he's afraid to get up. What is the course of action we're going to take? Like, when you stand <laughs> up, it all goes to the floor. Oh no! When the podcast is over, hell is breaking loose. Oh, it's already on the floor. Yeah, no, it's a nightmare, oh, dude. My God. Huh? I don't want to be a part of this. I think you got to vacuum me. What time me. does she get off work? <laughs> I think you got to vacuum me. <laughs> I don't want to be here when she sees this. <laughs> she already puts up with an unbelievable amount of shit I was about to say, if I tell her, she's just not coming home. If I say, hey, a glitter bomb. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's amazing. Look, it's numbered 198. This is number 121. And it's got uh, Andre the Giant. Oh, that is strong. So they're all going to look the same, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to open that. Oh, I was about to say, man. That's 116 a proof. That's going to look good on Conrad's shelf. He's Barrel. Got, uh, oh, yeah. You going to set that right next he to the Pappy Van one. Winkle? Yeah, in the creek water from Yellow Wolf. All right. So there you go. Wathens Barrel Proof from uh, JD in Arizona. We got an ass that sent us a glitter bomb. Oh, I love it. Whoever sent that in, you can DM me at David K. Lynham on Instagram. Booble. And I would be happy to send you some sort of reward <laughs> for this because not one bit of it got on me. It all went in Cassio's face. Booble shared some of his Coca-Cola collectibles and the ultimate Halloween Havoc VHS. That was strong. We got the Thor hammer that I, Milner, I can't touch it now because I'll get glitter on it. Uh-huh. We got Canadian Travis. Hooked us up with all the goods. Yeah. And which made us starving. And, and now this delays our, our lunch trip. Now you got to get Conrad on the uh, soap gum. Just to, here you go, buddy. Your breath's kicking a little oh, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Watch his face. Yeah. So that's what I'll do. I'll sidetrack Judy when she comes in. I'll sling that gum in her mouth. I want to get somebody else with one of these. Where can I Google glitter? I'm sure if you Google glitter, glitter, glitter bomb, it's going to come right up. Glitter spring loaded. And they'll say, hey. Are you an asshole just like the other guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined your friend's podcast. Well, here's the deal. I'm glad I'm glad we were doing a podcast. Because you imagine if somebody just sent it to your desk at home, 
Oh man! With no name, and it just explode. Are you Are you gonna find out who did it? I mean, are how you, am I gonna do it unless uh, they tell me? Uh, you could just go to the post office and tell them there was anthrax in it, and you want to find <laughs> you want to find out where it was mailed from. Yeah, no, just to get. I don't arrest them. I'm just gonna go say, "Hey, thanks." <clears throat> yeah, no, no, I've got you. You got to send some feces back to this person and have it spring loaded. <laughs> Dude, it's all over the floor. I mean, and it's like, never coming out. You know that, right? Yeah, it takes years for for that to come out. Okay, well, uh, we've got some work ahead of us. Here's a glitter high five to tell everybody <laughs> thank you for sending stuff in. What a good episode! Adios, bichacho. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to tell you, glitter is still everywhere. I find it every single time I walk into my podcast room. Next on the list is another flashback. It even spawned a t-shirt from this story that I told with my buddy Conrad Thompson. And we've had many stories throughout the years. We've known each other for a long time before he was the podfather. You know, you, what's cool is you've seen this, uh, we'll call it maturation process in me where, you know, you, you and I were, were good friends in 11, a little better in 12, a little better in 13, but then in 14, I had a life change. Mm. And so uh, I, I became a bachelor. <laughs> and I've got this big old house, and it's just me. And I decide, well, let's invite some people over. Sure. So we, we lovingly refer to it as the Summer of Rad. Yes. Where I made it my mission to, um, well, hit a different bar every day, dive right. bars. I was about to say, when you, during the summer. when you say invite people over, it wasn't every weekend. It was every day. It was daily. So Monday night, you had Monday night football. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday night, we called it uh, family dinner. And we would uh, girls were welcome at that yep. one. So you could bring your girlfriends and do Mainly because they could cook. And then you and I would go do what we called Two Chains Tuesday after. Correct. Which is where we would go to the shoe show on a Tuesday. And we would demand that we're only tipping if you play, if you play Two Chains. Titty boys equals tip, son. Yes. And then on um, Wednesday, oh, we, we would go d- uh, downtown. Wednesday was downtown. Thursday was a uh, football game again. Yeah. College football or pro- Friday football. night, sort of self-explanatory. We're going to tear it down. Freaky Friday. Uh, Saturday, it's uh, full football all day. Sunday, same thing. So we'd slide a poker game in there, but it was always based here. So I'll never forget there was a time you and I came downtown Okay, let me back it up. I <laughs> am dating a girl, uh, a, a very lovely young lady. Yeah. Um, who's 21. And she has uh, friends who are also her age. And so we find ourselves trying to entertain some of the, my friends, hanging out with her friends type of deal. And uh, we went to a widespread panic concert. We did. Which is not something I ever thought I would do. Me and, neither, and much less with us both together. With, with me, with you, yeah, yeah, because that's not my jam. No, and we got we had great seats, or so I hear. Because as soon as I got in there, I counted like to ten Mississippi, and then sent you a text and said, "Hey, we're fucking going." <laughs> and you said, "What do you mean? I just got this giant coke." And I was like, "Well, drink up, motherfucker. I'm coming to your section to well, get here, you." Here's the problem. Let's clarify on the drink because this is going to set up whatever you're about to uh, throw out there. I went to the bar and I thought, if I'm going to sit there and watch for Panic Show for three hours, I I need to be inebriated. Okay, sure, sure. And at the time, our drink is Crown Royal. Yes. So I go to Turn. the bar and I said, 
I need how many drinks can I have? And which is an important question because if you play pro, you want to know what the limit is. <laughs> you and I discovered that when we were going to fights in Las Vegas. Where if you get this size drink, they'll give you two shots. Yes. But if you get that size drink, they'll give you four shots. But if you get this size drink, we'll give you six. Yes. So you can get six shots in your large ass diet soda, which means you're good to go. She announced four. Okay. And then she said, by the way, your limit per person is two drinks. So I technically had eight shots. You got it. Well, literally, as I got back to my seat, they're still on the first song, 15 minutes in, of course. You said, it's time to go. I'm done. And I said, I just got two of these drinks. And you're like, it doesn't matter. Do you want to leave or not? Yes. Would you like to go with me? Because the car you came in is leaving (laughs) right now. Now, it's important to recognize we're leaving the girls here. Yeah. We're not cross. We're not upset. We're not angry. They knew we were leaving. But hey, you girls have fun. Stretch out in these extra seats, <laughs> Casio and I, and and your buddy, who we may not say his name. Uh, okay, we'll give him a nickname. We'll call, we'll call him Rapey Eyes. <laughs> so old Rapey Eyes, uh, <laughs> I'm like, hey, we're leaving, and you're like, who is we? And I'm like, well, me. And if you're going, you. Yeah. But I'm leaving in the car we came in right now. So. We load up and we go to Outback. And at this point, you didn't want to waste it because you've, some of our listeners know, like, you know, Crown Royal costs whatever it costs. But when you go to like a, a concert, they're going to mark that shit way up. And now I've got times eight. So if you, that's right. So if it's an $8 shot, yeah. now you've got $70 worth of drinks <laughs> pulsing through your system. This was supposed to last you three hours. It lasted Seven minutes. Not through the first widespread panic song. Yeah. And and now we're out of there. So we go to Outback. <laughs> and we Mind you, it's 7 p.m. Like, I want very people early. to realize it's dinner time. It's early. On a weekday. But somehow we get, we get seated at Outback. Uh, the hostess was a listener to the show, knew you, knew me, and thought that old Rapey Eyes <laughs> was your co-host. And I went with it, which makes me a bad person. And then we get seated... Uh. And, um, this lady asks us, Oh, y'all like y'all are here to party. Uh, what have y'all been into tonight? And Cassio slurringly tells her that we just left the widespread panic concert. And she said, Oh, I would have had fun with y'all back in the day. And that's all we needed. <laughs> yeah. That she was letting us know she was on the team. That was a steel sign right there. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, well, let's see what we can do here. And you said something like, oh, I bet you still could. And she said, yeah, but I used to. And she pulls out, everybody knows these little binders that, you know, uh, a server would have where they keep all their receipts and the order book and all that. Sometimes they drop your check off in it, but they keep it as their go-to book. They write all their notes, take your order, the whole deal. Well, she reaches into this thing and pulls out what looks like a glamour shot of her in a bikini. Correct. And you can from tell from the haircut and the cut of the bottoms of her high, bikini, high hip, high hip. Like there's nothing touching the hip. It's over the <laughs> hip. It's all the way over the hip bone. And then the thing goes, we're wild. in the kidneys. All right. <laughs> and so we're like, holy shit. Now I know the trick. You flip the thing over and it tells you when the picture was <laughs> yeah. done. 1997. 
So we're in 2014. She's carrying around a bikini picture of her in the Outback Steakhouse. Because that means she drops that knowledge on multiple people. That's her move to get tips. Yeah. That's her move. Look at me back in the day. Yeah. She thinks, hey, I used to make more money when I was younger and or better looking. What she perceived as better looking. Right. If I put that out there, maybe that'll do better for me. Whatever. That's the rationale. That's the line of thinking. So fast forward. We're drinking, fellowshipping, enjoying our food. Now, that, and people should know, slowly, well, not slowly. At some point, all eight shots hit me at the same time because I drank them at the same time. And now you're drinking at dinner. Yeah. Normally, you would pace eight shots out an extended amount of time. But you did it right together. I mean, seven minutes. Just yes. take it. As we say, take it to the head. <laughs> and then Cassia says... So, hey, what time do you get off? <laughs> and she says, excuse me? And he says, well, you I mean, you said you liked to party back in the day. You know, what are you doing tonight? Why don't you come hang out with us? And she said, oh, I don't know if I can. And then Cassio says, and this is his go-to, have you ever swam in an infinity pool? And that's when I put my head down like, motherfucker, this is not going to be good. <laughs> well, and, the, and, and then when she says, no, what's that? And you pull out your phone and show her pictures from the backyard. Yes. And then you say, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? <laughs> what kind of liquor do you like? And she says, I like vodka. And you said, I got a whole wall of vodka. <laughs> By the way, if people can't pick up, I've taken over Conrad's house to her. And in fairness, especially in 2014, <laughs> I did have a wall of vodka. I've got a little yeah. bar in my basement and I've got a little outdoor bar and between them both, I probably had 60 flavors. Yes. Like Literally every that, flavor. That's when the vodka craze really hit. Yeah. You could get cherry. You could get orange. You could get chocolate. You could get whipped. I mean, like, whatever you want. And any female, whether they were with a guy or somebody coming over to visit, wanted a flavored vodka. So you went, well, give me all of them then. So you and I, or actually uh, Clint from Hershey and I, <laughs> would make a trip once a week to the liquor store and restock. And every week... <laughs> Wherever we went, thought, God damn, y'all are having one hellacious party. Uh, what's the occasion? And Clint's like, Tuesday. You know, it's fucking, there's going to be 60 strangers in the basement hanging out. They survived last time. night, so they're going to celebrate and do it again. Now, what's funny about this is I had zero of the flavored vodka ever. I mean, although right now in my bar, there's 70 bottles. I, I drink one. Yeah. Now I drink vodka, but back then it was just the Crown Royal Reserve. You didn't even look at that side of the bar. No, I I knew I had I knew those empty spots, and so what I would do is I would take a picture, and then when it was missing, I'd be I'd text Clint. I'd be like, "Hey, we're down an apple, we're down a watermelon," and he'd knock it out. And so then this house I bought, it's got this wine cellar. Fuck, I don't drink wine. No. So I have whatever wine somebody gifted me, but the rest of it was just like backup liquor bottles. So. Anyway, Cassio hits her with, you ever swim in an infinity pool? And um, I got a whole wall wall of vodka. And then she says, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. And then you decided to level it up. Well, she left and we thought, if she comes back and is still tempted, it's game on. Right. Well, she did. Well, and we also should remind everybody that in my head from all the shots. It's midnight. It's 1 o'clock. On a Saturday, yeah. It's, It's not 830 Right, on a Thursday. Well, it was a Friday night. Was it a Friday? But it's 8.30. Families. Yeah, people are, you know, it's, hey, we got paid. Let's take the family out for the Outback Special. Yeah. Let's get a blooming Onion. Like you should. Yeah. 
and we're loud and rowdy. We're in party mode. One of us more than the others, but yes. <laughs> And when she comes back and she makes her way back over and you feel like, oh, this is my chance. She heard my pool pitch. She mm-hmm. hold my vodka wall pitch. And now she's back. I'm going to hit her with the clothes, fellas. Here I go. <laughs> you want to tell them? And y'all, and y'all never shut me down. No. Y'all, y'all were loving it. I'm encouraging it. Yeah. Huge. You, when she left, y'all were going, you're making progress. You should really keep going. I'm like, man, can you imagine dipping her in that pool tonight? <laughs> Boy, you're going to have a good time. This is going to be great. Which one of them bedrooms? And, 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 and by that time, in my head, all I saw was the glamour shot. That's who she was. I'm sure my my <laughs> trying to calm you down was something like, "Man, I bet she gets off at ten, and we can go home, get the edge pump on, get get uh, get that back bedroom set up before you turn it on channel five ninety nine. <laughs> Man, you're gonna be good to go." And so you start, yeah, yeah. I can see you pumping yourself up. How- I get to the line because I know the delivery. I know the line. Did she start the line? Uh, no. Like, how did I get? I know the I know the home run. I sure. Know, I know the swing for the fences. Sure. I know the math problem. I had. You just. With. I mean, you. I think you just went back into recap mode. Okay. So let's be clear. Right now, we got an infinity pool. We got a wall of vodka. And. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Did I just go straight in? You went it? straight in, Bubba. <laughs> well, I thought I had her with some kind of question. Like, no. did she like him? She like him big or something. Did okay. I not? Okay. We'll go with that. <laughs> I don't remember, but then I cut it in half. Huh? All I remember you is. You set it up. You, you hit me. All with... I remember is. <laughs> I heard. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm half-ass texting, trying to keep up. I just left my girlfriend at a concert. Yeah. So I'm still trying to like, is it over? What's happening? I know you, you're, you're focused on something different, Yeah. but I'm trying to just, Hey, let me make sure this is still not going sideways on me. You're still trying to get there. Yeah. And I hear the loudest smack I've heard <laughs> in public ever <laughs> when you hit the table. And yelled, I'm talking about hard dick. (laughs) Loud. So apparently the line before that was something like four inches of the hardest dick (laughs) you've ever had in your life. And I missed that, but everybody repeated it back to me. Hey, I had something where I'm going to give you four twice. (laughs) (laughs) And then you fucking nailed the table so loud that... It was almost like out of a movie where the jukebox stops and everybody looks. <laughs> and so at that moment, we became painfully aware, hey, Bubba, it is not midnight. It's 830 <laughs> and there's families all over. And Cassio just hit the table as hard as he could and yelled, I'm talking about hard. That silverware rattle was going, empty oh. drink glasses turning over. And immediately I look at Rapey Eyes and said, it's time to go. <laughs> and I don't even know Rapey Eyes. This is the first time I met him. But I said, we got to go right now. And so then it's a matter of, we got to get him out of here. And by the way, that was when she was off the team. Yeah. She jumped off the team then. Well, she was still working tips. She's working for, she's working an angle. She had three hours to go. And now you've, you've seriously. Yes. I've caused the scene. And I, and I get it. So I said, we got to go. So I went from thinking we're all having a good time to, oh no, we've got to babysit Cassio now. Cause he, in nor in his normal self, his normal state of mind, 
he would never say or do this. No, in that setting, no. Never. Well, like you said, also, we're, we're kind of, already people that are working there recognize me from the radio sure. show. We're already in a spot where. I'm telling everybody I'm Jimbo Wood. <laughs> People are, we're claiming we own the station. I mean, sure. it's getting, it's popping off in there. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe we said that uh, JD owned the station. Yes. Our other and, friend was with and us, the, yes. And I was Jimbo. And, and uh, he was Pat Patrick. <laughs> Ray Piaz was Pat Patrick, which I'll let you do another which time. Which is a character, yeah. It's a character show. on the show. So uh, at this point, we, we scurry Cassio out the front door. And it's on Whitesburg Drive, which is uh, not the busiest road in Huntsville, but probably top 10. Yes. And, and as soon as we're in the middle of the parking lot, Cassio stops walking and says, guys, I got to pee. And I said, man, we're just going wherever we're going next. And he said, no, nah, you don't understand. I got to pee like right now. And I make the executive call. Well, man, you can't go back in there. You, you, you did. You can't go back in there. And so then you said, okay, no problem. So you decide to pee in the bushes. Now that's something, if you grew up in the South, that's no big deal. Right. There's lots of pee, you know, bush peeing. Now in my on. head, these bushes were like up to my nipples. And in your head, they weren't directly on Whitesburg drive, right underneath the <laughs> lit outback sign. So you decide to go over and pee in the bushes. <laughs> Little do you know, you are literally flashing, not very much, but enough for all of Whitesburg Drive to see <laughs> as they go by. And that's when I realized, hey, we've just got to get him wrangled in. <laughs> so then we go downtown. We pick the girls up. Yeah. We, we meet them. We take them to a bar. Uh, for some reason, we think we can just keep feeding you water and we'll be okay. If I was a better friend, I would have brought you home right then. But I'm still working my gimmick. Yeah, yeah. So I can't, I can't do that. So we meet up and she's got all of her friends now wrangled at the bar. And fast forward, uh, everybody decides as it's nearing closing time, we're all going to the Conradison to go swimming. And I, by the way, people should know, I didn't even participate in the bar. I sat there with the water. You did. Yeah. And, and we, we get the body back to my house. I hear a thud and it's a thud that I've never heard before. But it's different from the one I heard a little earlier. With, not the tables. It's not I'm talking about hard, but somebody fell hard. <laughs> and I look down and I realize Cassio has fallen down the stairs. A lot of them. And the majority of them. It's probably seven, eight, nine. Well, it's I mean, like a hundred. Okay. But it was hardwood stairs, yes. not carpeted. Bang, 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 bang. And now near the bottom, not actually at the bottom, other people who are in our car are gathered around to look and not to help, but to point and laugh. <laughs> and that's when I realized I've done my friend a disservice here. <laughs> so I go help you find you <laughs> and take you <laughs> into the home theater, set you up in a recliner and you start telling me you're hungry and thankfully, Clint from Hershey had the little bar down here stocked. So I start bringing you little like snack packs, Chips Ahoy, Oreo, Oreos, tater no. chips. The Oreos were off a hook. You, you fall in love Nutter with the butters. Oreos like crazy, and you're knocking those out. And then I come back in, and I'm like, hey, man, um, you should probably come outside. 
And he said, why is that? And I said, well, everybody at the bar is now here and they're in the pool and you should, you should just see this. You should come. <laughs> you, should, you would, you would have fun. You would enjoy. And I bring you out. And when you come out, you overlook what I brought you to there to see. And you start pointing to the three dudes that are there. Right. You're they like, brought some of them had a couple friends. Yeah. Invited a couple other over. Yeah. The dudes are in the hot tub. But the girls are in the pool. The girls are in the pool, but my first drunken sight was the dudes. So there's three dudes in the hot tub. So I thought you were pulling a rib on me. Probably 12 ladies in the pool. And right. I'm thinking, this is a target-rich environment for Cassie. <laughs> now, I, I, my girlfriend's here. I, I'm, I'm just trying to help a buddy You're out. You're pouring me to fish in a barrel. I mean, it's kind of a done deal. <laughs> and like, I see the dudes and I go. Because see, here's the, it's important. This is after last call. We're at, we're at 2.30 in the morning now. Yeah. And it's raining, but the girls are still wanting to be in the pool. Now, because they were at the bar, what do you reckon they didn't have on them? Not umbrellas. Bathing suits. They didn't go to the bar in their bathing suits. So they're trying to navigate bra and panty situations in my pool. And I'm like, God damn, I have a girlfriend. Where is Cassio? Cassio needs to be out here. Somebody needs to enjoy the pool. So I come in because it's respectful. Even though it's my house, I'm like, I have a girlfriend. I don't need to be out there. There's shenanigans happening. (laughs) And Cassio goes out, sees three dudes, gets quarter hot about it. I pointed all three of them. They don't even, I don't even know if I met them Here's or not. Here's the line. You're a dude. You're a dude. You're a dude. Yeah. And then you leave. You said there's girls everywhere. And I said, you're a dude. You're a dude. And you're a dude. There's no girls. Meanwhile, it's like I'm standing in the ant bed when you don't see them. Yes. Till you back up. I didn't see any of that going on behind them. Yes. If I literally would have looked just to either side of them, I would have saw it. So you come back in and decide, I don't want anything to do with what's going on out there. I just want these fucking Oreos. <laughs> and you go to get the Oreos, but you realize that you forgot how to mark a recliner. Down goes Fraser. I've never seen somebody fall. I mean, you fell into a recliner and then out of a recliner all in one felt swoop. It was Somehow the leg was out. Uh, then I was in between another recliner face down. And while you're down there, yeah, you found Oreos that you missed earlier. Uh, they had somehow missed my mouth, and you're trying to eat them. <laughs> well, they were like it was found. It was found treasure. Then, I mean, I was playing with house money at that point. And then the next morning, <laughs> I got I captured the greatest picture of you that's ever been taken. <laughs> and the quote, Conrad, I'm not sure if this is the worst moment of my life. Or the greatest times of my life. Yeah, the exact phrase was, I'm not sure if my life is peaking or circling the drain, but I just know I can't wait for tomorrow. <laughs> that was the summer of Rad summed up. And and we did some version of that almost every day. We went well, you mentioned uh we went to shoe shows a lot. We're into fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Conrad mentioned at the beginning of that clip, uh, that he you know knows me from the radio, and he calls in to the morning show on Rocket ninety five point one in Huntsville with my co host Jimbo Wood, and the flashback episode could not be complete without a clip from our buddy Jimbo, who's had some legendary stories. Every time he's been on, 
He has shared unbelievable celebrity encounters and things from his storied radio career. And this particular clip comes from episode number 13 with Jimbo, radio legend. And, well, I got him to tell us about one of his most memorable life experiences. You'll hear in the background our co-workers, Shea Fox, her husband, Lewis, co-worker Leanne, and my wife, Big Booty Judy, and me all laughing and just absolutely enthralled by this story that Jimbo's telling us. Now, I got to ask, since we're in New Orleans, uh, are we going to talk about your neighbors in New Orleans? Oh, in the apartment building? Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm? So I met, I was, I was washing clothes. There was a laundromat in the basement. Actually, it was right across from my apartment. And I was in the laundromat doing laundry. Mm-hmm. I say laundromat. It was like three washers and two dryers, you know, in the building. That was a perk for your... Oh, it was... Well, you had to pay for it. It was <laughs> right. coin It was coin-operated. That was your perk. You didn't have to leave the building. Correct. So I'm doing laundry. This girl comes in, Karen. She, her name's Karen. She goes, hey, have you got... Is there a dryer open? I said, yeah, that dryer's open. She goes, okay. Um, hey, um, we've seen you around... My boyfriend's David, and we live on the top floor. You can come up anytime you want. You want to come up for dinner? I said, well, sure. You know, I'm t- just out of college, 23 years old or whatever. Right. Anybody who's making dinner, I'm in. Free meal for you is all you thought. Yeah. So I go upstairs, and it's, it's sure enough, it's the, like the penthouse apartment in this crappy apartment building. And it's David and Karen, and uh, she makes a great dinner. And at the end of the dinner, David gets out a shoebox. He reaches up in his uh, closet and gets a shoebox. And in the shoebox were probably a thousand little mini vials of cocaine. <laughs> little, you know, the ones where you'd whip out the spoon that was on the other, on the, it no. was on the top? No, I don't. Okay, well, back in the no, day. I miss that day and age. Those, of, the, the, those people who did cocaine know what I'm talking about. Um, there was a little <laughs> glass vial in the top of it had a whip out spoon so you could just unscrew it whip out the spoon and do your bump wherever so you we wanted had, we had mechanisms for cocaine back then yes we did we had because wh- you were already smoking in high school <laughs> now we've created contraptions to easily do our cocaine back then you could do you were doing cocaine in clubs so you didn't have time to lay down a line you just wanted to do a bump and get back on the <laughs> right, dance floor. right who wants to miss the 10 minute version of a disco song <laughs> I need to get my mini spoon. <laughs> yeah! So, Apache, jump on it! <laughs> so David uh, goes, wait, take many of these as you want to. I'm like, okay, because I didn't know how, co- how much cocaine <laughs> okay. costs. Wait, so you've never done cocaine? No, I didn't know how much it cost. I didn't know really what it was. So back then, your favorite race car driver wasn't Casey Cocaine? <laughs> I don't think he was born yet. Okay. Um, anyway, I took a handful, put them in my what, pocket. A hand, oh, oh, I thought you were about to say you. No, no. Of, you uh, these, I, I took these, a handful of cocaine. I took a handful of these vials and put them in my pocket. And, you know, today I realized that was probably $1,000 worth of cocaine. And he didn't I, care? No. Take what you need. Blah, blah, blah. So, How many bumps is in one vial? Uh, I think each, each of his bottles were half a gram. I don't, sure. What is that? I don't know. It was a thimble. Plenty of a night's worth of a party. <laughs> We're not having any issues now. Okay. So, um, 
fast forward to one day when I'm off, and uh, back then, the Playboy Channel, if anybody's old enough to remember the Playboy Channel, it was brand new in cable. Cable was new, and Playboy Channel had a channel. So I bought it. For of my course apartment. you did. I was making thirteen five a year. <laughs> he couldn't tell you shit. You can shut up right now. <laughs> I'll buy all the porn channels I want. Give me the damn Playboy channel. How so, much was it? I don't remember. I, probably you know thirty five dollars or Ridiculous. some crazy money. So I bought it, and uh, nobody else in the building had it. So I hear. <laughs> The I, fact that you know that kind of well, impresses me. Well, but go Karen ahead. told me because she came and knocked on the door one night. And you got Karen Playboy from upstairs, on. her boyfriend. Cocaine is lady. David. Yeah. So Karen, Cocaine comes, Karen. Karen tells me she comes in, she knocks on the door and comes in. Hey, can I come in? Sure. So she tells me she's a hair uh, dresser. Heroin dealer. What's that? She said heroin dealer. No, no, hairdresser. Oh, okay, okay. Hairdresser. <laughs> So she tells me it's a hairdresser, and she's got a friend. Could she come in, too? And I said, well, sure. What, what are y'all doing? They just want to come to your apartment? Yeah. I said, where's David? Ah, oh, he's working, which means selling drugs on the streets in New Orleans. So <laughs> um, He's got more vials than you knew about. Correct. Yeah. Um, so they come in. Hairdresser ladies, 1989. Okay. They see the Playboy channel on TV, Karen. Because you had it, wait, wait, that means you had it on the Playboy channel. I did, sure. I was a 24-year-old dude. Anytime a Playboy channel was available, I was in. <laughs> so it was available in my house 24-7. Yeah, sure. Which meant it got used. <laughs> so, Which is why you've got Vaseline for Betty White. All right, here we go. <laughs> so they come in. And I'm on the sofa, and they're sitting on the bed because, remember, it was a studio apartment. My, oh, okay. my uh, uh, what do you call a single bed? A twin bed. Was, Tell me you had one of those that went up into the wall. No, no, I wish. I needed one of those. It was sitting right there, the twin bed, and I was on the sofa. I'm on the sofa. The ladies are on the twin bed. Do you got vials? She brought vials, yeah. Sure, sure. Everywhere they went. You drinking? What do you got? Uh, maybe I was having beer. I can't remember. So... Uh, the ladies start noticing the Playboy channel. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what, what? I've never seen this. Karen goes, I've never seen that. I'm like, yeah. I've never seen that. That's the Playboy channel. That's the Playboy channel. I'm boasting. You I'm are proud I'm 24. Of it. I'm Playboy channel. You paid for it. Did you tell them you paid for it? Yeah, sure. So they, uh, before I knew it, it might have been, I don't know, a couple, 10, 15 awkward minutes. <laughs> Of watching the Playboy channel with two girls on the bed. I'm on the sofa. They start kissing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. What? And I'm like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm watching girls kiss on the Playboy channel and in my apartment. So they're, they're mimicking the channel. Right? Uh-huh. And it's clearly turning them on. How do you know? Because Karen, at that point, said, can you move that coffee table? Move the coffee table? I'm like, what? what? Excuse me? She goes, hey, we want to get down there on the floor in front of the Playboy. Did you table. have a nice rug like this one? No. I had a $295 apartment rug. You know. 
which uh, was there from the other person that had the department before who you. Who threw up on it. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I've, I can move the table. And I'm like, I've never seen this before in person. And <laughs> they go down on the floor. And yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Begin to yeah. take each other's clothes off. Okay. I'm still on the sofa. Go on. They got to such a heated point where I didn't feel like I needed to bother them. I could just take care of my business where I sat. You didn't dive in? Well, no. I didn't. I was 24. Brand new to this whole... You're a wrestling fan. You know what a hot tag is, right? Get in there, son. We're waiting on it. I was brand new to this whole sex game. Brand new. Says the guy who had the Playboy channel. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I thought I knew what was going on in the world until I saw what was going on on the floor in my apartment. <laughs> Santa Claus ain't real to you sitting in his lap, okay? <laughs> so, they're busy down there. I mean... They're busy! They were just... What's happening, Jimbo? Scissors and... <laughs> It's an arts and crafts show in your uh, living just room. They're flashing things I've never seen and doing stuff I didn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what are you to, doing? Like, I'm up there just uh, <laughs> going, what, what's happening on my floor? It's wildly turning me on, but I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> so they come to a stopping point. Wait, what's a stopping point? Well, apparently the ladies do so much that they can come to a stopping point and then get restarted. Ah, you know, 24-year-old guys don't have that. So... What do you... I, I'm confused. Karen goes... I'm not 24. Karen points at me and she oh. goes, hey, gives me the come air finger. Okay. Down on the floor. Sure. Now I'm like, ooh. Wait, I can get in on that? That's not just happening on the floor. That's part of... My life, too? Sure. And, uh... <laughs> That's part of my life! You know, so... I got down on the floor with him. And my part was finished in about 40 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> if that long. I didn't have a stopwatch. I'm certain it wasn't impressive. Did you, uh... Did you start with Karen or the, the friend? Uh, Karen. Yeah, because you knew her. I remember saying, what would Buck think? What was that? Was that? What was David's nickname? What, what would <laughs> I was Buck about think? to say, what? I was so confused. Yeah. What would Buck think? Yeah, what was her boyfriend upstairs with the cocaine? Yeah. I would say, what was Buck? So that was the opposite of what would Jesus do? It was what would Buck think at well, this point? After what would Buck? After I said what would Buck think, I was finished. <laughs> I got, uh, wait, I got back I mean, up on the couch. A good finish or a, what would Buck think? Um, oh, no, I was finished. Bump, bump, I and when the price is right, sad trimble. I finished strong. <laughs> I finished strong. Yeah. I was 24. <laughs> this is when she showed up at the New Orleans radio station and said, we need a blood test. I hope you ain't A positive, brother. You're going on with some tuition payments. At one point, y'all don't know me as player, player, but back then I was what? player, player. All right, so what? So you... "Quote unquote," finish strong, which I highly doubt. But uh, <laughs> your part of the play is over. You exit stage right or what? Back to the sofa. Back to my spot on the sofa. 
So you just got down on the floor, <laughs> finished ha- your business. Look, I didn't have anything else to give. I was intimidated by the whole thing. <laughs> I didn't have anything else to give. <laughs> I gave what I could. You're 24, man. Well, it's like a tithing at church. You give what you can. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but you're 24. You're supposed to be ready to go. I, but I was confused by this whole business that was happening on my floor. Just so did they even know you joined the party? I don't think so. You I'm, just jumped in and was out, and they just kept doing their thing? I jumped in and did a little bit of something-something, and then I was... I was out. Just give me a beer. I don't know what to do. They're busy. Did they just keep going? They had projects. They had things going on. (laughs) They were building Lego models down there. I don't know what they were doing. (laughs) And I figure it was appropriate to end the flashback episode from episode one, where it all started, where it all began. We put that one out there. We wanted to see if you would listen to it. And you guys, in return... Showed up, downloaded, listened, liked, and commented, so we kept this whole thing going. Thankfully to you guys that you did that, or it would have been a one-episode podcast. But I had the Liberal Rednecks on the Well-Read Comedy Tour, Trey Crowder, Drew Morgan, and my buddy Corey Forrester as well. And me and Corey start telling about our times on the road, and we started talking about uh, me doing callbacks on stage when you get four comedians in the room. We're going to talk a little shop there on stand-up comedy. And I was telling everybody that I like to do callbacks from the other comedians that were on the show with me on the nights that I perform. And Corey chimed in. Yeah, I used to do it to Wade Cardwell every goddamn time. If he was hosting, I'd come up there. I'd go just. Wait. I'd go full pause. Shut your fucking... I just thought you knew Wade because he had drugs all the time. Wade, hold on. You serious what? right now? I, I did not know Wade ever did comedy. Bruh. What? I just thought he fucked... I just thought <laughs> I he fucked your mamma. I just thought he fucked your mamma. Why do you think he fucked my mamma? Because it's the funniest thing I've ever heard of. I know, but Is that's he why... as funny as he is off the stage? No. He, <laughs> now, let me tell you something about what, Wade. What this do you is mean my... by funny? Funny like you want to be around him to get material? Yes. No, like... Well, no, I mean, like, he fucks Corey's memo, and that's hilarious to me. Here's my favorite thing about Wade. All right, wait, wait, we got to catch him up. Wait, wait, there's people so, listening that have no idea what you're talking Wade's about. Wade's true. There's so, a guy named Wade Cardwell. He's in Chattanooga. He's who I've met numerous he times. He is. He will. At, he's going to love him. Yeah, I'm in. Who I've met four or five times at the catch Let and me at tell parties, you. and I didn't know. Say what you want about Wade Carwell. Super supportive of comics. Okay. Remember when he went to Myrtle Beach with us and tried to jack your dog off and give him fake news? Hold on. He tried to buy crack. The most at that? supportive mother. Do you see what? what I mean? Yeah. Thanks for ruining my punch. But oh, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm That's sorry. That's why I had you on though. So you can so be funny. Sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, Wade is Wade is super supportive. So me and Corey's going to Myrtle Beach. And I got this whore I'm fucking there. Bring, bring me. I'll pay gas money. So we're like. She I, likes it in the fucking ass. <laughs> I'm going to let you get the main one. I know what you're trying to hit. No, I, this is all I'm hitting. No, you got it. Because I'm getting, you know. I'm picking Corey up. And he's like, hey, Wade Cardwell wants to go. I'm like, why are we taking Wade <laughs> Cardwell? Me, me and you getting paid to go to Myrtle Beach. Why would we take somebody? In my little tiny car, and he's like, 
Well, he he offered to pay gas. I'm like, well, the some bitch is riding with us, thing. And he's in. <laughs> Are we picking him up? He's in. He's in. He's in. In. Are you all in, Wade? I'm in. I'm in. He's in. A, I'm in. <laughs> so I got my little Cheweeny Jerry Barksia, and our first pit stop out of uh, Chickamauga was Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, where. Wade immediately jumps out of the car and tries to buy crack. Literally, I'm right not. There. I'm gonna first. He drank like half a fucking fifth of vodka already. <laughs> I'm just y'all don't say shit. I'm just gonna try to buy a little crack. Y'all don't want to do <laughs> Wade. We don't want to do crack. It's just y'all do. Y'all do it. All right, I'll just <laughs> I'll just buy it. some for me then. If y'all want some, I'll give you some. <laughs> and he's literally like walking up to just people at the gas station. Hey, y'all got crack? <laughs> Get away from me! White <laughs> ladies! I was going to say, was he asking white people or black white white ladies? White ladies. Everybody. The, the cashier, everybody. You got to throw a big net out. So <laughs> 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 People start getting like fired up and pissed. Like, yeah, see, this story totally uh, is backing me up. You looked at me like I was crazy when I said, "Is he as funny as he's off stage?" This is hilarious. That's hilarious. Awesome. No, it's awesome. No, I looked at you like you know the secret. He's he's as funny <laughs> off stage. No, way funnier. Uh, so, so then he's like, he. By the way, he's so he's he's in the back seat with my dog Jerry Barksia, the Chewini. And he's like, hey, he likes his Peter rubbed. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you mean? He's like, he lo- I'm rubbing his Peter. He seems to like it. Yeah, this hits for him. Look, I'm going to jack his dick off. And I said, what? I said, dude. What? I said, dude, what, he, what he are you doing? It's your fucking dog. <laughs> no, not if you'd seen the dog's face. No, it no. Wasn't. Jerry loved it. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, it was hitting for Jerry. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah there ain't never been a Jerry, a Jerry dog or man that didn't like getting jacked off <laughs> right. in the back seat of a car. So I said, look. I said, dude, don't, you're going to ruin my dog, man. You don't be doing this. He's like, guess what else? He likes Fig Newtons as much as he likes getting his Peter rub. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sitting back there feeding the Fig Newtons <laughs> I look back and he's got my dog is sitting on like a human, like on his ass on the seat, getting his Peter up, red rockets out, and he's just hand feeding him fig newtons like a wood chipper. Like, he is in dog heaven right now. Let's take weight on the road with us. Yeah, it's fun. By the way, hey, Corey's like, I'm getting in the back seat when we leave. We stop. Jerry's in the front seat. I want to sit in the back for the rest of the trip. Dude, to Wade's credit, though, he we literally dropped, like, we were going to Myrtle Beach to do shows. We dropped him off at this lady's house and didn't see him for four fucking days. Like, he didn't just hang out. He came with one him. time to the show. And he that came was one it. time to the show. Didn't he match to get on the list? No, nothing. Just came to the show. And dude, you bought so tickets for him and Jerry. Don't. Are you are you not about to tell the part that I wasn't gonna? I was gonna say for you. No, you go ahead. So, Wade, <laughs> you're my guest tonight. Wade's fin- more. Oh my God, Wade! Finally, he comes to show or whatever, and then you know the weekend's over. That's also the weekend I had my insane. Is that when you melted down? Yes, that's yeah. when I melted down and fucking yeah. like told that whole group. Of people, now, hey, now, who, I want you to tell the Wade shit, but I also would like to hear Matt tell 
yes. about you yes. losing your mind all the time. I would also like to hear that because I've only ever heard it from him. And and I'd like he's to hear pretty solid. He's pretty dead on. I'd like to hear your perspective. I've heard him tell it before. Okay. He is dead on right. about so, it. But we go, the pick, way, we go pick Wade up from this girl's house that he's had us drop him off at in Myrtle Beach. That so, likes it in the ass. But, yeah, she yeah. loves it. In that. You can yeah. tell in their eyes when you see them. I, just, I don't know why we haven't pointed out this is also Al Gore a little bit. It's just that deep. Yeah, I, like it. I know I'm in boys. on it. That is that is a strong Wade Cardinal though. I, I every time he'd bring me up, I'd just go up there and do an Have impression showed- him for three minutes. I was like, Wade Cardwell, fattest cokehead in the goddamn <laughs> only fucking cokehead I know weighs 350 pounds at the Jenkins buffet snorting mashed potatoes and crack. Uh, so, so anyways, Wait, what was damn. his t-shirt? He had, but, uh, his t-shirt said what? It had a line on it. Remember, it had like a, a cartoon. Line of what was coke? it? Something like hit it. No. <laughs> a lion. Hit it with a washcloth. Yeah, hit it with a washcloth. 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 First off, Wade admittedly would steal jokes, but here's how he did it. He cited right. his source. Like my good buddy go, Spanky Brown like, he said. He go, like my good buddy Spanky Brown said, it might not be the best dick you ever had, but you'll know I've been there. Cracked ribs, broke pelvis. <laughs> and so he would just... He's a he cover would, comic. He, would, he, he is. He's on the this world's first, first cover comic. One out. Rest in peace. Corey, you show Matt the video of him breaking his leg when his son ran over him? Oh, my God. I got to show you that. <laughs> Wade? Wade is... His son got on one of them. You, know, you know those mini ATVs? His son was on one, and Wade was filming it. How old's the son? Fucking... He just graduated high school. <laughs> and this last year. He's riding this motherfucker, and Wade's filming it, and he just comes straight at Wade, and you literally, because the camera, Wade did a fucking front flip and broke his goddamn <laughs> Anyways, we pick, we pick Wade up. We pick Wade up at this girl's house. Wade gets Wade gets in the car and this this is a this is a this got this footage. I want to see this footage. Corey's got it. You got it. I can't believe I'm upset that the dog jacking off was before Snapchat. You know what? (laughs) Do you want to do you want to see it? Do you want to see it right now? Because I can pull it up. I don't think it's going to translate well to the podcast, but I do want to see it. Let's do it after it's over. I'm sorry. uh, Yeah, but I'll pull it up. I'll show you afterwards. See it. Oh, yeah, I got it right there at Lord <sighs> God. Hashtag anyways, Fig Newton. Anyway, so we pick up Wade after this week in Myrtle Beach, and when Wade gets in the car, this is a different Wade than I've ever seen. This was kind of a disheveled, I guess I would say. I mean, he's still he's very pretty, pretty disheveled. Now, but, I mean, he, <laughs> he no, was he's, a, okay, he's a very disheveled motherfucker. Was he ever motherfucker. Excuse, excuse, excuse me. That man ain't never been shoveled today. Excuse me. Excuse me. Wade always looks disheveled, but he always has a positive – he always has a positive, cheery outlook on his face. For yeah, he sure, jacks yeah. dogs off. The He's Wade, a happy the, dude. The Wade, <laughs> he rolls with the punches, man. The Wade, the Wade that got in our car that day was one of them just like, just drive, man. Just drive. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, we were like, hey, Wade, how was the weekend? He's like, just get just, on the road. Just, let's just go. I'll buy some track in Atlanta. It'll be fine. <laughs> so we get in there. We're like, so how was it with the girl that likes it in the ass? And he's just like, man. I don't even think I want to tell y'all what happened last night, but hell, I will. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Then he starts drinking vodka, and then here we go. And we all start splitting Fig Newtons, and we're like, let's do this. Turns out, by the way, she didn't like it in the ass. And that was just something. <laughs> <laughs> that was just something that Wade perceived. He saw in her eyes, but yeah, it was not in her eyes. But so Wade, you can that was her contact. <laughs> we're sitting there all weekend. And I'm sitting there telling her, I know you like it in the ass. 
<laughs> and she's like, I, she's like, I don't. She's like, I don't like it. And he's like, oh, you do. You like it and that. So finally, she comes to the, just to get him to shut up, I feel like she's like, she goes, you know what? I will take it in the ass. If? If you do. Huh? Well. Huh? And Matt, huh? Go, well, Matt goes, yeah. What happened next? And he goes, Well, I mean, I told her, I was like, I mean, you know, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. And he goes, Dude, she breaks out this thing. She had a strap on. He goes, She breaks out this thing. She breaks out this thing, and I'm sitting it's there. It's happening. It's <laughs> happening. I'm sitting there, just like, is this real life? What is this? Wait, wait look. And we, so she pulls. We don't want to toast a person, so this is Wade's Caldwell. It's not a real person. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It's Wade's Caldwell. So anyway, Wade's Caldwell. Wade goes. Wade goes. I, we're like, so what happened? He goes, well, I mean, she started. <laughs> he did. He did. She started, and Matt and Matt. I mean, goes, that's just how that goes every time. At a certain point, and it starts. starts. I mean, we can talk all we want, but sooner started, or later, yeah, sooner or later, you got to start. Yeah, and she started, and Matt goes, Matt goes, well, how? he goes. I really hope this line translates. He goes, Matt goes, well, how was it? He goes, well, I'll save this. About halfway through, I had to tell her to stop before I got embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> he did. That's the exact quote. Halfway through. For, for halfway through. Not to halfway begin with. You got to stop halfway before through. I get embarrassed. <laughs> You're going to need to stop before for years. I get I'm about to reach my threshold. How did you not wreck? I'd have drove the car into the I cliff. I was pulled over eating the thing. Dude. Jerry was over in the corner going, you gay morning, dude. <laughs> for years. And still to this day, Matt will every now and then hit me. with. We'll be doing some bullshit. And Matt will just be like, huh, you better stop before I get embarrassed. And I will fucking. Dude, no matter, dude, I swear to God, I could be at a goddamn feet. My dad's funeral. I'll just be like, yep, I'm out. I got to go. I got to oh, go over here and get out. God, what was this damn. podcast about again? Yeah, no shit. This is it. <laughs> this, uh... <laughs> oh, that's a way to go out right there. I just want to thank everybody again for listening uh, for the past year. It has absolutely been a blast. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to everybody who has subscribed to the YouTube channel. Thanks to everybody who sent something in to the P.O. Box episode. And I look forward to to many, many, many more of these. We're going to hit that outro music, but stay tuned right afterwards. I'm going to play one more segment, and that was a low-key moment in the show with Conrad Thompson where he got serious for just a second, and we talked what he's an expert at. He's an expert at many things, but his first expertise, which is mortgages. And I literally had emails, tweets, uh, Facebook posts that told me they learned more in the 12 minutes with Conrad talking about mortgages than they have their entire life. So I wanted to make sure we threw that on the end right after the outro music. If you want to learn something, now's the time. I promise you 
It'll change your life if you own a house or are looking to get a house down the road. Thanks, everybody. We better stop before we get embarrassed. Adios, Pachachos. Excited this week to talk to another one of my best friends in this world, the man, the myth, the legend that is Conrad Thompson. Uh, yes, he has built a podcast empire. He hosts four, as of now, podcast. Um, that's currently running. He's hosted more in the past. Uh, he's created a wrestling convention empire. He started all this because he already had a mortgage company empire. He is one of the most successful men I know. He has the Midas touch. I feel like if he has an idea, we should all jump on board. And if it's a bad idea, let's all go down together because the majority of them are going to be awesome and we're all Going to be better for it at the end. It is Conrad Thompson. You know him as the host of many podcasts, like we mentioned, 83 Weeks with Eric Bischoff, What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, and Something to Wrestle with Bruce Richard. Uh, he's also got the new one, uh, Grilling with JR. And uh, me and him have been friends for many years. Uh, some of you listen to him as he calls in to my radio show. Uh, he calls in Monday through Thursday, and he joins us for the 745 break. So if you're ever listening in Huntsville or listening online, like I encourage you to do, you can get the app, the Rocket 95.1 app, anywhere you listen uh, and can get apps, probably the same way you're listening to this podcast. Uh, you can check out the morning show and uh, 745 Central. Conrad joins us Monday through Thursday. We have a good time. He has a little fun with us, and then at the end of the segment, he uh, pitches his mortgage place, First Family Mortgage, and it's kind of one of one of the sides that doesn't get mentions and gets lost in the shuffle with all the fun and insight that he brings us in the wrestling world. We forget that he built this empire on the back of a mortgage company that he started. Yeah, I mean, that's actually how you met me. Uh, yes. Mortgage guy here in Huntsville, Alabama, where we're recording today, and uh, I'm delighted to be on your show and uh, talk about my real passion, helping people save money. 425. Yeah, absolutely. 888-425-0105 is the number. We're licensed in 42 different states, and uh, we're continuing to add states every month. So uh, if you're listening to this and you're looking to uh, maybe get out of an apartment into a new house, hit your boy up. Uh, hey, hey, it's Conrad on Twitter 
Or, of course, check us out at 1FMC.com. And that, of course, is for First Family Mortgage Company. I believe they can go with save with Casio.com, right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I forgot that we had I mean, that. you just put me and my wife, Big Booty Judy, in a house. Yeah, you know, we don't talk about that a lot, but that is my real life. And, and that's what I am really passionate about. And, you know, you've been a renter for a long time and you're finally a homeowner. And now instead of just, you know, writing checks to pay somebody else's mortgage, you're going to own something yourself. And that's pretty exciting. I don't know a ton of super wealthy, super successful renters, you know I mean? Cause I'm not saying that to be funny. I know that there's this movement, you know, there's some guys like Grant Cardone who say, Oh, you need the flexibility to, you know, to, to move about and you need to own rental property. Well, here's the deal. If you're in your thirties and you don't own a property, whether it's your primary residence or rental property, you need to catch up and, and it's easier than maybe people think, right? It's way easier than people think. What would you say, uh, number one thing that holds people back, like where they go, I don't know if I'm ready. I, I'm scared to get start this process. Uh, I mean, me being a licensed realtor, I think people all the time, they go, well, my credit's not what I needed to be. Or I got some things I'm a little nervous of. You guys kind of take care of the whole process with them, like walk them hand through hand, basically. Yeah, I mean, credit is is one of the big ones, and I want to circle back to that. But one of the others is people just think, oh, it's a lot of responsibility. How about this? It's not. You know, I mean, okay, you got to go replace your own light bulbs. That's different from from if you rent. But realistically, it's not a ton more responsibility. What what it is is a, a big advantage to you financially. One of the biggest advantages almost nobody talks about is the tax deduction. You know, when you're paying rent every month, not only are you not paying down the debt and building equity for yourself, and specifically what we're talking about is, you know, if you rented a house for five years, you know, versus if you made mortgage payments for five years, you would see real appreciation there two ways. One in whittling down the debt. Right. So you owe less than you used to. Uh, but two, your house typically appreciates every single year. And depending on, you know, what your market is and, and just what the market conditions are nationally, that can be considerable. You know, my first house, I made a hundred thousand dollars on it from the time I bought it till I sold it. And that's when I realized, wow, this is real. But the big thing is at the end of the year, as a homeowner, you get a, a statement in the mail that says, hey, here's how much interest you paid. And you can write all of that mortgage interest off on your taxes, whereas you get no such statement like that if you're a renter. So let's say you're making $1,000 a month as your rent payment. At the end of the year, you know you might get a statement in the mail that says, hey, you can write off $7,000 this year. But if you had a $1,000 apartment, you're not getting that. Right. So the result is realistically, did you really pay a thousand dollars a month? Yes. But when you get that seven grand back, oh, well now you owned a house and it really cost you like five grand that year. So the idea that you get to, you know, whittle down the debt and experience the appreciation. And usually even in a very soft market, it's about 3%. I mean, that it would, that would be like the lowest return in a typical circumstance, but you would see, you know, other States, like I've got a buddy in Florida, he's experienced 15% growth year over year. So you think about that, he's making money doing nothing. And then at the end of the year, gets a massive tax deduction. So it's crazy how fast it can, it can build and accumulate for you. Uh, So that's the first thing. I think it's a, a lot of responsibility, but the second thing that I think is probably a bit of a misconception is that it costs a lot of money and you've got to have this, this big down payment. And and I know, you know, there's like an old wives tale that says, Oh, you've got to have, you know, a 700 credit score and 20% down, but that's not reality. There are still programs out there where you can get a loan with no money down 
Uh, and, and one of the easiest loans to get is an FHA loan, you know, from a credit score and just overall requirement from the borrower standpoint, the FHA loan is very easy to qualify for, and it's only three and a half percent down. And it can be a gift from, you know, a family member or something like that. So if your parents or an aunt and uncle, your, your grandparents, whoever wants to help you out, you know, they can do that. But for just three and a half percent down, most folks are going to qualify to get a loan. So let's circle back to credit. There is this misconception that you have to have perfect credit. Like, well, I guess the biggest misconception is you can't be late. And so lots of people say, oh, I'm late. Man, it doesn't matter if you're late. What matters is if you're 30 days late. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but that's the way your credit reporting scoring system and scoring model works. And they don't know if you're a day late. They don't know if you're 10 days late. They don't know if you're 29 days late. They only know if you're 30 days late. So whatever you're going to do, if you're thinking about buying a house, buying a car, no, forget that. Don't ever be 30 days late, no matter what. I mean, that's really the takeaway. If you're right. never 30 days late, you're going to be good. And from a credit score manipulation standpoint, and manipulation sounds like a bad word, but in this case, it's just understanding the scoring model. The biggest factor that people miss is what we're going to call utilization of credit. So if you had a $1,000 limit on a credit card, so let's say Capital One sends you a card, and they say, hey, you've got a $1,000 limit. Your credit score takes a hit when you owe more than 10%. So if you owe $100, your credit's going to take a hit. If you owe more than 30%, it's going to take another hit. So if you owe $300, it'll take another hit, which means your score comes down even more. If you owe 70%, it takes another hit. And if you ever get to where you're at the limit, that actually hurts your score worse than being late. So I would encourage you to never go over the limit, never be at the limit. Don't get to 90, don't get to 70, don't get to 30. If you can keep all of your available credit at 9%, meaning your utilization is 9% of your overall debt. So if you had a thousand dollar credit limit, like we talked about from capital one, if you owe $90 or less, you have an optimum credit score. And if you have that consistently, you're good to go. And sometimes people don't have the right mix of credit. So they'll have like a car payment and yeah. they'll have, uh, uh, no credit card debt. I'm going to encourage you as silly as this sounds, Go get credit card. Go that get was, credit that card. was my wife's problem. She had nothing. And so now it looks like you're a credit risk when really the model is not rewarding you for go, not going into debt. I mean, the model does not, the scoring model from the credit bureaus does not reward you for staying out of debt. You've got to have the right mix. And I found that out the hard way because I had a car payment and I had a mortgage and I used an American Express charge card. So there's two types of cards that American Express does. One's a credit card where you can make a minimum payment and carry a balance. And the charge card is the one where, hey, there's no limit. Go put whatever you want on it, but you owe it in a month. you got to pay it all Period. off. And that's what I'd done for, I don't know, 10 years. And I pulled my score, and it was like 660. And I thought, man, that's weird. Like, I should have perfect credit. I'm never late on anything. I've never missed a payment on anything. What's going on? That's when I started to really dig in and I realized, wait a minute, I don't have the right mix of credit. I went down to my local bank, had them give me a line of credit, a small one, just $5,000. I put a tank of gas on it. And the reason I did it with that bank is I knew what day they reported to the bureaus. So they reported on the 29th of the month. So I waited and I re-pulled my credit on the second and I had like a 780 score. And so... Just by one line of credit. One line of credit and one tank of gas. Now, the joke is, you know, on my American Express, you know, there would be months where I would run business expenses through there. I'd have a hundred grand that month in charges and I'd pay it off every month. 
The scoring model doesn't understand that. It just understands percentages. And when you really understand that, you can sort of gamify your credit score to where you have immaculate credit. So right now in my wallet, there is a, a, a wallet full of credit cards that I owe, you know, $0 or $5 on <laughs> just because it maintains perfect That you're credit. using it. Yeah. So people don't understand credit and they think, you know, well, I've got medical collections that will not keep you from getting a mortgage. Well, I was late on a house payment two years ago that will not keep you from getting a mortgage. Well, I, you know, I, I was late on a car payment that will not keep you from getting a mortgage. We routinely help people who are just two years outside of bankruptcy get a mortgage. And, and so people assume, oh, well, that's not possible for me or I don't have the credit for that. But really, it's a lot easier than you imagine. But the first step is just sort of assess where you are and figure out what you're comfortable with. And, and a lot of times people get that process backwards, Cassio, where they go find the right house and then they say, we got to find a way to make this work. Don't do that. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. What you should do first is finish this sentence. I want my new house payment to be no more than blank. Right. You know what you're comfortable with. Then go talk to a mortgage guy. And, and I, I qualify. I'd be happy to help you with that. <laughs> and then say, hey, man, we want to spend $1,400 a month or whatever the amount is. And then from there, you can go find the perfect house that fits that budget. But sometimes it's overwhelming of, well, I mean, I know I want to be in this school district and I know I need this many you know, bedrooms and baths, but what price point do I qualify for? And so what people got into is they would go to the bank and they would say, hey, what's the most I qualify for? That's a dangerous statement to me. I mean, you're saying, Hey man, uh, how can you make me broke? <laughs> I want the mo I want to be in as much debt as I can barely qualify for. We did the same thing. We, we asked, uh, somebody at your office that was yeah. helping us, Diane. Great. And Hey, what do we qualify for? And she, she told us, well, then I, then later she goes, do you want to know how much that payment is though? And See, I was like, that's important. Well, I didn't even think about that. So then she runs the numbers. I'm like, well, don't, don't ever tell us what we qualify for again. So just tell us what the payment's going to be. And, and that's, that's what people are comfortable with. You know, when you go shopping for, you know, an apartment, you don't know what the building costs, right. you know, what the payment is. What and do so, I owe you every month? What do I owe you every month? And can I make that work with my budget? And you know what that threshold is. So I would encourage you to think about the payment first and then work backwards. And then once you have that in mind, I think, you know, everything else sort of falls into place. And I heard you jokingly tell our friend Jimbo, how fast are they going to kick you out of your apartment compared to how fast they're going to kick you out of your house? Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> realistically, that is worth mentioning. I mean, you get kicked out of your apartment if you miss one payment, yeah. you know, whereas with your mortgage, the foreclosure <laughs> process starts after three or four months. But here's the other thing that I really like about, and you're going to experience this because you got a good deal in your house. Eventually, when you have enough equity in your house, you can go get a home equity line of credit. And what's great about a home equity line of credit is you only owe money based on what you borrow. So if you got a $50,000 line of credit, but you didn't use it, it's like a credit card. You don't owe anything. But if you needed the money, you've got access to $50,000. And oh, by the way, it's tax deductible because it's mortgage attached. It's, it's real estate attached. So it would be a much cheaper rate than, say, you know, Capital One or Discover or American Express would give you on a credit card. But at the same time, you also get the tax deduction. And the reason I recommend getting a home equity line of credit, and this is just sort of the cosmic joke of life, when you really need money, nobody will lend it to you, meaning... If you get laid off from your job, well, damn, now I need some money. 
Nobody's going to loan you any money if you don't have a way to repay it. Right. So we're going to say, well, bring me your most recent pay stub. Well, I'm not working right now. Well, thanks for coming by, but we're not giving you money. (laughs) But if you go ahead and you get that line of credit in place while things are good, it's almost like a seatbelt. You know, it's nice to have. You hope you never need it. But if you do, boy, that comes in handy. So. So I, I got my mortgage last month. Can I go ahead and do that? Or? You could, but it's going to be based on you know what your house is worth versus what you paid down. But you could probably get a home equity line of credit for what you paid down back. But you suggest how uh, realistically wait a, wait a year and check on it, and then get a home equity line of credit. Now, if you're putting down a big down payment, then I would encourage you to go ahead and get it right then. It's just nice to have it when you need it, and if you've done a really good job saving, and I hope everyone listening to this has. Uh, what we like to call reserves. And so I guess I should mention that, but before you go buy a house, you should have three or four or five, maybe six months reserves. Now, I mean, I would encourage you to have a year's worth, but three months I would think would be a minimum. Now that's not going to be required to get a loan, but just for peace of mind, meaning, Hey man, if my wife is hurt at work and can't work for a while, or she's in a car wreck, or, you know, uh, I lose a finger down at the mill, whatever. Right. I'm going to be able to, you know, take off work and recover and figure something out. If my, if I have an aunt or an uncle or a mom or a dad who gets sick and I need to miss some work to go be with them, well, I'll be able to afford to do that. Nobody wants to be house poor. So like the game of life here is to, you know, not have to stress out about money. And the way to do that, number one, is just don't overspend, which seems silly. And then, and then two, save a little bit. It doesn't have to be a ton. And I know there's a lot of hardcore savers out there who say, I save 20% of my check every week before I do anything else. Good for you. That's not common. But if you've got, you know, a little bit of a cushion, then you can coast through that first year home ownership, go get yourself a home equity line of credit. And then if life throws you a curveball, you're ready. Well, dude, this is the, uh, this is the knowledge that you built the 425 First Family Mortgage Empire on which was so successful that you had time to start the podcast business. And uh, so, uh, and we thank you for that because that's how we all know you now. Well, not you. You still know me as the mortgage guy. uh, But we do have listeners, you know, all over the world uh, who are listening, hopefully to this and and are learning a little bit about mortgages and credit and, you know, the way all of that works. Because, I mean, that's, that's really what I enjoy doing most of all. Well, I appreciate it. We are in the middle of the day, and I know how slammed you are. You've got your own pods to do. You're actually going back to the office now. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Everybody's been wanting you on the pod, and uh, we better stop before we get embarrassed. Well, there you go. Uh, If you're looking to buy a house, hit us up, 1FMC.com. Maybe you've got credit card debt. We'd love to help you with that, too. Or do a little remodeling. Right now, there's an inventory shortage almost nationwide. So if you can't find the perfect house, Maybe what you can do is look for the worst house on the best street and we can get you the cash you need to customize it, make it exactly like you like it. And now you've got something that actually has real equity from day one. So check it out. One FMC.com. Or as always, you can hit me on Twitter at Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And that's toll free anywhere in the United States, 888-425-0105.